Oh, Kentley, you poor girl. <laughs> okay, oh, that Kentley, was on stream. <laughs> okay, that was on stream. She's never seen Star Wars, man. Okay, Why that... is that a thing? Oh, never seen Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Yeah, wow. like not oh, even yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I believe that's Indiana Jones. So to check my logic, <laughs> I mean, because I mean. Raiders of the Lost, I mean, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark isn't even, like, one of those, that's one of those movies that just everybody has seen, and when it first came out, it wasn't, like, reputation of, like, this is, you know, nerd action, you know, kind of, yeah, that, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, she's a, she has her master's in history, too, like, you would think that she'd be interested in it, even though, obviously, the history in that's, like, a bunch of, bunch of nonsense. Um, but like the idea of it being historical, I you know you would think she'd be interested, but big negative. I mean, Indiana is it, is it really that fantasy? I mean, I'm pretty sure the Ark of the Covenant has R2D2 and C3PO on it, right? The real one. Oh yeah. Listen. All right. It's a documentary. It's a documentary, especially the last one. The last one is the truthfulest. <laughs> the truthfulest. Yeah. Is that even a word? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a very cromulent word. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Right. Hit him with the, the trailer, man. I'm those? just waiting yeah, for you guys to stop talking. So. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, we're ready. We're just, you know, we're We've been ready for like 10 minutes. Come on. I'm just right. waiting for you guys to stop. Anyways, okay. All right. All right. Shut up, David. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined once again by the inimitable Ultra David and inimitable Tubaware. How's everybody going out there? I'm doing fantastic. I've seen all the movies that I want to see. I've seen all the TV shows that I want to see, and so has everybody I'm married to. What's going on, Tubaware? Who is that guy over there? I know. Over on that side of the screen. That's a whole different... That's not... Where is David? What did you do with David, imposter? I had a haircut and also I'm, I shaved. I don't know if you could tell, but I had a haircut and I did some shaving. It's not completely shorn up here. Like it's, you know, there's a little bit of length back here, but. I was about to comment that I can barely recognize the people in the title screen, but now all of a sudden and like, you actually look closer than you have in a long time, so... That's right, I look fantastic, it's true. I can't take my eyes off you, Ah, oh, thanks, yeah. No, no, um, it's... Is that a compliment? I... <laughs> okay, fair enough, yeah. Uh, cool, so here's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about the Samurai Showdown stuff that just came out. Uh, I guess kind of was out for some people last time, but, you know, we'll talk about it this time. Street Fighter Five Season 5 so far, it's been out for a few weeks. What do you think about it? Is it broken? Is it the worst? Is it okay? Etc. We're gonna have a guest on here that you may know. His name is Justin Wong, and he's gonna be talking about content creation and fatherhood, and we'll hang out, you know, 
we've known him for a couple years at this point. We have some interesting five fives to talk about. We're going to talk about what makes a major, as well as we'll see what the viewers ended up choosing. There were some cool topics in there today. There's a bit of other game news. There's a bit of other community news. There are some tournaments to talk about, and then we'll get to the mailbag. That's the little run of show for you today, but let's start by talking about Samurai Showdown Season 3. All right. <sighs> Samurai Showdown Season 3. So the patch came out uh, very late last night. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to mess with it that much because I was doing the Soul Cal distancing stream with Soul Calibur and stuff. Um, but I have read a lot about it as my roommate has obviously been testing it and playing with it a lot last night. So obviously the main thing is that Cham Cham is now out. Season 3 is starting for Samurai Showdown. I mean, yeah. most people probably would not have guessed that Samurai Showdown would have made it to a Season 3. <laughs> But here we are, um, and Cham Cham is out now as the first character for this. Uh, I haven't had a chance to mess with her or seen much with her yet so far, so I'm not sure exactly uh, like how she plays or anything like that. I'll be finding out a lot more later on this week. Maybe next week I can give a more solid uh, impression on Cham Cham. But, I mean, graphically, she looks strangely adorable. Like, she's like... <laughs> I think I mentioned this on the show before, like, in Samurai Showdown 2, she was, like, really vicious, and, like, she had an angry face right. on, and when she jumped on you, she just, like, shredded you with claws, I was like, ah, 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 and stuff like that, and now she just looks like she's just, like, the cutest thing, so I don't know if it's, like, lore-wise that since Tam Tam hasn't been changed into a monkey yet, that she's not angry about that or something, you know. Um, you know... The monkey that helps her fight in Samurai Showdown 2 is Tam Tam, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when she does the thing where she points and the monkey jumps up and throws the fireball that goes up that looks just like Tam Tam's fireball, you know, like... What? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, the monkey, the Tam Tam was turned into that monkey. Okay. <laughs> so that hasn't happened yet. I guess not. I, maybe that's what I'm assuming, and that's why she's not angry yet or something. I'm not sure. Anyways, she is sure. uh, far too adorable right now, but uh, outside of Cham Cham, uh, there are some pretty significant changes in this patch, and uh, the number one being obviously the now uh, added mechanic of guard break. And, uh, you know, in typical Sam Show fashion, this was, um, this is not a small thing. <laughs> this is, this is less CVS2, more Alpha 3 guard break kind of thing. Where, uh, it's not like, oh, hey, there's a guard break in here, so you gotta be careful. Like, literally some characters do jumping heavy, standing heavy, and your next hit will guard break you. Like, really? Yeah, it is vicious like you're gonna have to learn how to just defend to not take any guard break damage a lot more and i think that they're just trying to really place emphasis on the heavy buttons again because a lot of the times you don't use the c buttons i mean like uh cory was in my chat yesterday and he was like yeah jubei's far standing c is now cancelable so you can do da 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 and Jubei is my main character. I just played him last week when I did my online Sam show thing, and I couldn't remember what his far C was. 
I couldn't remember what his far C wow. was because you just don't right use right far okay. C. You never okay. use that button in you know a lot of the times when you're playing the game because it's it's reactable. You can dodge it and punish it and or you can deflect it and stuff like that. So people generally don't use far C all that often. And so I think they're trying to build a little emphasis on that on the, the, the far C buttons again. And so, yeah, and then once you land it, you can cancel, like, far Cs that aren't cancelable become cancelable. So you can do, like, far C, guard break, cancel into weapon flip. I mean, and it seems like most characters can just guard break you with C and link an SSM directly. Like, some characters have to cancel, like, Basara has to cancel into a, a clone, and then he can link into the SSM. But most characters can just kind of go straight through, like, guard break! SSM and then you lose all your life now you can rage burst that so uh, it's okay but it's just it's it's gonna change the game a lot it feels like and uh, I haven't like I said I haven't had a chance to play any of the matches yet so I'm not sure exactly how much but it doesn't seem like a small change and um, it seems like to me judging from what I've been reading that uh, the patch notes for Sam show were not complete and so <laughs> Uh, oh yeah? Yeah, so like I don't remember reading anything about Jubei Far standing C being cancelable now, but apparently it is, so now Jubei can do back throw C into weapon flipping technique and stuff. So it sounds like people are finding out more things. Wanfu, like they said they sped up his crouch walk, but apparently now when he crouch walks he also shrinks in size. Which looks I saw that. what? I saw really? that, yeah, yeah. It looks really bizarre. So like when it's he, like it's it, like when it's like when Sagat shot high tiger shots at Hugo in Street Fighter Four, and they just went right through his dome. Dude, yeah. it, look, it looks just like that. Like it was bizarre looking. Yeah. Jubei standing B goes through Wanfu when he's crouch walking, like through his head. Yeah. Right. Like it goes through his neck, cool, and Jubei's just and Wanfu's just like yo. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It's so crazy looking. So, um, yeah, so there seems to be a lot of extra changes people are finding in the game so far. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I remember Cone, who's in the chat, telling me that on this Epic Game Store that Cham Cham's move list crashes the game, but I'm not sure if that actually still happens. <laughs> so, you know, there's definitely uh, some concerns <laughs> right now so what, when it comes to guard break how long is it does there a guard bar or do you regain guard guard bar or so whatever what's interesting about it is there's no meter on screen it's just as okay. you block things eventually you start flashing red like your character gets a red hue oh. on them when that happens the only thing that can break your guard is standing C like, I, I think that not even crouching C, no special moves, no jumping Cs, nothing. Only standing C can break your guard at that point. And then uh, if you do wait long enough, yeah, it does go away. So it'll, it'll like, you'll okay. be glowing red and then eventually it goes away. But, I mean, again, it, it happens really, seems to happen really fast. It's dependent on the character, too, as well. Some characters apparently do more guard break damage than others uh, and, and such. So, but if so, Stan C breaks it, but do the other buttons build it? Yes, everything adds. I, okay. I'm not, I don't okay. know the values of it. I'm not sure if it is yeah, yeah, yeah. add a ton, but like 
Iroha, I saw a clip where she did jump C into her spin move where she goes ding, 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 and then you're glowing red. Like literally just those two moves, jump C into that and you're glowing red. And then she has this leaping C that will guard break you from like half a screen away and stuff like that. So uh, it seems really scary. Now, they're really upping the importance of the just defend mechanic because the just defend um, not only negates that, but also the, 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 you could just defend and hit the buttons and do the blowback. Like that blowback apparently is a lot stronger now or like has more invincibility or stuff. But I've been seeing clips where they're just like just defend and blow back everything. So even when Iroha gets the little spin thing, I think you could just defend in the middle of that and then just get the blowback anyway, right? So you're not like kind of stuck. Now, okay. of course the game doesn't have absolute guard so you have to be careful of that. Right. If, if you time it wrong, you're gonna get hit. It's like third strike, you know, with the red parries yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, and yeah, so Cone says in the chat, Earthquake's roll gets you red in one sequence. Yeah, so what's interesting about that though, it, what's cool to me is that when you first looked at the patch notes, like there was some Iroha nerfs and you're like, what the heck? Well, I mean, Iroha was really strong, but like, she got nerfs and characters like Earthquake, who were pretty weak before, didn't get any significant buffs in the notes and stuff, and you're just like, this is very interesting. And Olaf kind of um, guessed last week, before the patch was out, that they probably took a lot of the guard break into account. And that's what it seems like right now. So a character Makes like Basara, who hasn't really ever been strong. I mean, he's got one of the farthest standing Cs in the game because he's Basara, right? And so he's going to have the ability to guard break you a lot easier than some other characters, you know, just by hitting you from range and such. So I this feels like it's a major change. <laughs> That's cool. It, it doesn't feel like that this is just like a... Uh, yeah, here's the net. Like this, this actually feels like a concerted effort to really make the game feel very different. One of the reasons why I started the online thing is because I, I wanted to experience this and play it and, 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 you know, try to get back into it with the new season. And so I'll be finding out a lot more this Thursday trial by fire if I don't get to mess with the game before then. So that's cool. Yeah, it sounds like so Stan Caesar unsafe right so well if you're if you're earthquake or something you do a roll and you get them red and maybe you get punished but then the next hit you do could be guard break yeah uh -huh, basically yeah interesting now uh some characters like earthquake have multi-hitting stances like him and yoshitora so the guard break damage of the stand C apparently is more distributed between the buttons. Like there's clips of Yoshitora doing stand C and it's like block, 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 break. And then as soon as the break occurs, you can cancel it. So, okay. oh, that's right. And then that was also another change too. But um, um, if you lose your weapon, you can't force it off screen anymore. Like, if it's off screen, as long as you're on the edge of where the weapon is, you can pick up the weapon even if it's off screen, essentially. Oh. So you can't get oh. locked out of your weapon anymore. I think I heard it takes a little bit longer to pick up the weapon or something. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that one. But that's what I do remember reading about it, so that you can actually just pick up the weapon now. So there's no more, like, 
permanently disarming you and leaving you at a point where you're just like help <laughs> and be dead <laughs> essentially all so, right yeah well that's cool um anything else to say about Samuel? Tugo, you said something about a glitch or something like that yeah i, I thought i saw i saw i saw people tweeting about uh some bug where you can cancel after a guard break, you can cancel Stancy directly into SSM. And I think, from what I read, I could be way off, way wrong. I saw like two tweets about it. But from what I read and what I understood, if you just do C and then hit C again and hold the button, you can cancel anything in from the Stancy then. Whoa, that's so, weird. Yeah, so I could be really wrong, but that's what I understood from what I read. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it sounds but, like yeah. they're probably going to need another patch real soon just to tweak a lot of the little bugs that they've introduced into the game and, and little things like that. So, uh, oh, dang. <laughs> Come on, guys. <Yeah. laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, in the chat, it's mentioned that uh, data miners have figured out who the last two characters are, but not going to post it in there for spoiler purposes. But it's just like at this point in time, you have to realize if you are making a game and that's going to be on PC, you have to make sure your game is scrubbed of all potential information of those characters because if you don't, someone's going to find it, dude. Yeah. Well, do you, do you have any idea how the Sam Show community seems to be reacting to these changes? Like, are people cool with it? Do they think it's good? Or? Well, I think a lot of people are uh, confused. I mean, uh, I mean, just it's not sure. I just think they're not sure because okay, it just came okay. out last sure, night. Yeah. It's really not hard confused, to like, but they're just out. not. They're just not sure because, like I said, it just came out last night, and so I think a lot of people are kind of soaking things in right now. So okay, um, yeah, it's really hard to set that when you can't play online. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, it's exciting to see, you know. And like I said, that's why one of the reasons why I'm doing the the Parsec thing for the game, the casuals, just because uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who want to play. Like, I've been doing the Soul Calibur one, and just yesterday, uh, the Soul Calibur hit the largest queue ever, which was like uh, 11 or 12 people I had in the Dang. queue waiting to play. Dude, the first day I put up Sand Show, we got to like 12, 13, 14 people in the queue, and I had a bunch of people in the chat like showing up and they're like, man, I haven't played this game in forever. I forgot how much I love this game and how much fun it is. And I saw some people like, yo, blah, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, you haven't played wow. this game in a long time. They're like, yeah, I felt like playing it again just because. And like a lot of people were having fun with it. And so that made me really happy to see. So I'm just. I so, came in your chat, James. I came in your stream. I was there mm -hmm. and I was so tempted to queue up. But I said, no, I'm standing. <laughs> I'm standing strong. I will not. I will not play that game on Parsec. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be so bad. I I, to I totally get it. Like, and and I don't blame you at all because just just what SNK has done with the game so far, and and you know at this point in time, having any hope for any sort of uh, patch for the netcode, I just think is impossible. I just there's just not. It's just not. If they're not gonna do it when season three comes out, it's never happening. It's just it's not. But, uh, I mean, this week, when I do it, so, I mean, if, in case people don't know what I'm talking about, shameless plug, I do a, uh, um, Soul Cal Distancing is, like, 
Soul Calibur, but on Parsec, and I put up a little token holder, and you queue up, and it's like winner stays on casuals. It's like the, I mean, like last week, Andy OCR. So I do one now for Sam Show called Sam Show Sword of Online. So it's Sam Show Sword of Online. Um, basically, uh, Andy OCR like started there and was just like destroying everybody, and like, you know, that that's the breaks, man. That's arcade style, right? When you go went to Sun Hills Golfland, everyone lost the vibe for like an hour in a row. So <laughs> you got to deal with that. But that's what I'm doing uh, on Thursday nights now. Uh, I'll probably start a little bit late because I've got another obligation on Thursday uh, this week. But I'll probably do that again. Uh, and I'll probably have to set up two servers just so people don't have to wait like a thousand hours and stuff like that for the next match so mm. alex more wants you to know that it was actually more than an hour <laughs> that people were waiting in line right there yeah <laughs> and also he walked up to both hills and there's snow on the ground and yeah. back in my day and Wow, that's crazy. I can barely... Hey, thanks to uh, Infinite N for the sub and to Outworld Television for the sub. Also, Tubbo doesn't hate that game. Tubbo loves that game. That's why he's yeah. not playing it. I love Samurai Showdown. I absolutely love that game. Right, and that's the, that's the hard part, that, though. Is that's why I'm not playing it, guys. That's why I, will, I refuse. I love that game so much that I can't support it when they're, the dev isn't giving it what it deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. Oh well. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. All people, right. If people don't remember, man, those Southern Hill Golfland days. I mean, it's just funny that Vi's in the chat talking about that, you know. But like, seriously, it was just that was the whole goal. Everybody would just sit there and try to beat Vi, and he on twenty five cents he would be playing for like an hour and a half, two hours, or whatever like that, going through the cycle all day, and it's it's like that's the way it works, dude. You gotta. You gotta <laughs> hold that in these situations. And so my whole goal for this, I'm planning to turn this into a whole thing. I might try to do one for Grand Blue. Sorry, now I'm shameless plugging myself here, but like... It's not a, James, this is your stream. It's not uh, a yeah, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Where you plug your shit, dude? Fair enough. Um, You're not on like someone else's stream. <laughs> yours, man. I don't, know. So, I don't know if you knew that. So yeah, uh, basically I'm doing the Parsec thing for Samurai Showdown, Parsec thing for Soul Calibur. Uh, so there's Soul Cal Distancing, Sam Show's Sword of Online. Like I already know what I want to name the other ones. If I did an Undernight one, it would be Overnet in Birth, you know. Uh, I would probably do, uh, I want to do one for Grand Blue as well. I, I don't have a good name for that one, like Wan Blue Fantasy, I don't know, or something, you know. Um, <laughs> What's that? Man, like local area network. Man. Yeah, but we're not local, right? We're, we're... I, yeah, but Parsec makes it feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I'm planning to kind of brand this as uh, like I, I kind of want to turn this into a series, and I was thinking of like calling it the Farcade or something like that, you know, and just doing this like as many nights as I can, you know, and just basically, I just want to bring back the arcade feel. And a lot of people have talked about how important that is in when they're experiencing like the Soul Cal distancing and stuff. Like they'll they're just hanging out in chat. We're here every week. We're just talking, having a good time. People are learning stuff, asking questions in the chat. One person even said they kind of like waiting in the queue because after they lose, they get really salty. 
And then after they wait for a while, they can calm down a little bit before they play again. And, oh. and I, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but that was actually a really important thing that happened in the arcades. Like you would lose and get mad and you would talk to other people about it. And then eventually by the time you went back there, you had level headed as opposed to going on a ranked, losing, getting salty, playing and losing and getting salty and saltier. And it just like completely uh, spirals out of control, which gosh, I don't know what that's like at all. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, the online experience is what you make. And I play Street Fighter V with David and he sits there and he's like, give me tips when I'm playing against our other pal yeah like you know it doesn't have to be ranked matches you can play with your boys yeah yeah yeah, for sure i I have not played very much ranked lately i've pretty much only been playing against other people in that way tubbo yeah i'll I'll have you know that i am a super platinum ranked hondo okay i'm I'm basically a street flight fighter pro you're Uh, basically the expert thanks to trevzor for the sub i'm just gonna Uh, go to to the the next one here Yeah, yeah let's go on the next thing so, Street Fighter Five Season Five. Speaking of this, so it's been a few weeks now since Season Five came out, since Dan came out, since V Shift has been in the game, all the balance changes that they did, and we just kind of wanted to briefly go over our thoughts on how things are going so far. Um, anybody want to start it off here? Uh, Street Fighter is fun again. I mean, like I, I think this season, regardless of the balance or however you want to look at it that way, I think it's more fun than last season. I think V-Shift is interesting. Uh, I like that Japan somehow still thinks Honda's weak, so they just keep buffing him. Yeah, Um, Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Topanga tier list in just a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, Yeah, I I, I like this season so far. I think it's a... If if Street Fighter... I think last season Street Fighter V for me was like a 5.5 or a 6 out of 10. Dude, it was probably like a seven out of ten game. It was okay. it was your top one of your top three games of the year, dude. <laughs> there wasn't that many games. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh-huh. Funny, you know, fair, fair. Um, um yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it's a pretty fun game now, so I'm enjoying it. Cool. I mean. Look, last season I thought was fantastic for Street Fighter Five, right? Season five point alpha, whatever you want to call last season. Now yeah, you know they, they call it season four, which lasted two years, but whatever. Right, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, but whatever previous year was, I actually thought the game was already in a wonderful shape. And yeah, I mean, obviously the problems were like. Oh, uh, Seth was a little too powerful, clearly, right? Yeah, but I mean, even then, in terms of overpowered characters in the grand scheme of things, Seth wasn't even overpowered, right? Like, I mean, you know, not trying to be that old man again, but God, you guys don't know what overpowered really means, you know, these days. (laughs) From some of the shit that we had to deal with. Snappers are balanced and yeah. You don't even know either, buddy. Listen here, you're probably right. No, you you do play Blanca in CBS too, so you get a glimpse of it. But yeah. even then, not the entire way. Great gorilla. But like this season, I just feel like is even better. And you know, part of me, in some weird way, almost wishes V Shift cost no meter. You know, like I'm so happy that this mechanic kind of exists in the game because it finally adds a mechanic into the game like obviously it's too overpowered to be able to 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 not cost meter 
because of its utility in not in very tight defensive situations, like being able to get past Honda headbutts and stuff like that. It's really, really powerful tool. One, I don't have any muscle memory or brain triggers to actually use V-Shift myself yet, so it's going to take a while before that even becomes an option in my brain. But the thing is, again, one of my complaints about Street Fighter V has always been that everything is one-to-one. Right? Like, you beat this option by this option. You beat this option by this option. You beat this by this. And, you know, I one of the reasons why I always wanted Invincible DPs is because I love how Invincible DPs take every mix-up and turn it into a block or a DP, you know, block or attack mix-up, you know? It, it turns it into a 50-50, and so there's all these different options and how they weigh together. Like, you can choose to play this RPS, or then you can choose to do this, and, like, I, that's kind of what I like about fighting games uh, a lot, and I think V-Shift adds that in there because the V-Shift works good against throws and meaties and it helps you escape and all these things like that so I just really like the V-Shift mechanic and uh, I, I'm glad they added a new defensive mechanic in there and it wasn't just here's your second critical art you know like we were all predicting <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I it is a lot better than I thought it was going to be for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but outside of that too I think the 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 balance patch seems to be pretty good. I mean, a lot of people, for example, are talking about, you know, tier lists and stuff like that. But one of the consistent tier list things is Cammy. Is now everyone's talking about Cammy again, like she's top tier. Like she's the best character in the game. And the funny thing is, she barely changed. <laughs> right? And she's been good this whole entire time. And okay. uh the balance really just kind of shifted everything together to the point where now Cammy is just, she's the same, but she's stronger again because Seth got nerfed, Rashid got nerfed a little bit, you know, and so I just, I think the balance is, they, they've done a really good job with it so far. And characters like Alex and Ryu, obviously maybe a little overpowered, like overbuffed, but still, I mean, it's nice that they're relevant, you know, and... I know Sagat players are happy now, and <laughs> I just, I feel like they did a really good job with the balance patch. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Topanga thing in a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm really happy with it, for sure. I was uh, really into the last season. It was certainly one of my favorite fighting games, season four. I already really, really loved it. And I, I really liked how it was like a very, like, sort of fragile way that it, I that I was worried that it would work. I didn't know that things would be like that the, that the spacing traps would be relevant if anything changed still. That the way right. that you stole turns was like very like gutsy and I really liked that. I didn't know if that would still be the same way if you just escape freely or whatever. Um, and I really liked how it was. I thought it was just in an awesome state. Yeah, some of the balance was not exactly right, but it was also still pretty good. So I thought they could screw it up, and I'm really happy that it seems like they did not. I, I really like the state of the game right now. I think it seems like an improvement. Obviously, it's still just a few weeks mm -hmm. in, right? We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll find some stuff that's stupid. But so far, I really, really like what 
Street Fighter V Season Five is doing. The V shift is super cool, man. Um, so the I was saying this yesterday on Twitter, but to me now this game almost feels like it's a sequel to Third Strike mm -hmm. in the way that I, I already felt like that in many ways. I already yeah, felt yeah, that the yeah. neutral game was really similar. I felt that the way that the pressure worked was really similar. There weren't invincible options. You kind of played at similar ranges. There are a few more zoners in SF5 than in Third Strike, but like it's you know emphasis is on mid range to pressure mm -hmm. still. Like I, there's a lot of similarities in my opinion. Yeah, but there's no parry obviously. And now this is not a parry, but it does it does give you that system mechanic that if you guess right on, you can really capitalize yeah. really, really well with mm -hmm. um, while while not getting rid of the other things that are important. Yes. right Because it takes one to one half of a bar or something you know, depending on whether you guess right, I guess. Um, it's not something that you can do all the time. It's something you're gonna do. I don't know, four or five times around, even if you're spending each V meter that you get on it, right? Like it's not gonna be constant, like parrying can be if you want it to be. So you're you're restricted from doing it doing it always, but that that means that as a result, you do get to keep the really interesting side of pressure in right. Street Fighter V mm -hmm. that I really like. And also now you get to decide that maybe you want to get out of some situation. Yep. Maybe you mm -hmm. want your wake up now to be dangerous for the opponent, or maybe you want to react to somebody doing something reactable with your V shifts so that you can punish it. Like there's a lot that goes into it now. And as somebody pressuring, you got to decide like, not just, it's even more than, are they going to do wake up invincible DP or whatever? Cause that's kind of who cares. You take a hundred damage and if, they guess wrong, then you do 500 damage. Like it's, it's not important, <laughs> but in, in V shift, you have a mechanic that if the defender guesses right, you're taking whatever basically their max damage is, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's extremely damaging um, as opposed to just eating a little bit of, uh, of a DP. So I like that because it's still not gonna happen all the time, but you can make that read. So it just, it feels like it gives you more of a sort of freeform interplay yeah. while also still having the side of the game that I really liked before. So, dude, I, I love that you can punish it. I love that it has solutions yeah. to it. I love you can hard read around it. There's a lot of stuff that you can do to beat it, but... Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I remember before it came out, you know, a, a lot of people were talking about how, like, they felt like it was going to change, everything was going to be super powerful and broken and everything, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be one of those things that you put in there that you can't abuse, and, like, just judging by how, what I read about it, I just didn't think it was going to be abusable, and I don't know. So far, I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. I do think that there's going to be so, definitely some... You know, I mean, the fact that it takes away your V-Trigger comeback potential, you know what I mean, I think is huge. Uh, I do agree with High Fight in the chat that there probably will be some players that will just only use the meter for V-Shift and nothing else, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm already playing that way as Dalsum. I'm only spending yeah, my V-Meter on V-Shift on V-Reversal. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to do a single trigger this entire year. <laughs> <I'm just gonna> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, maybe in some matchups, right? But in a lot of matchups, V-Shift is so important and a reversal still for that character because his anti-air got nerfed and right. there's there's a lot of things not a lot but there are some things that are really really hard for him to zone out like it's really hard for him to zone out versus a honda headbutt or a like an alex stomp or a dictator ex devils or whatever like there's things that are obnoxious um and now he can just get out of it now on reaction right. he can counter that stuff uh and and punish it and you can just get you can escape situations a lot a lot Obviously, of, there are there are counters to it, but yes, I'm definitely spending almost all my V meter on that for sure. 
uh, I, I know like a lot of people are, have now started putting Manat up in like the high ranks and we'll talk about that a little bit not just the Topanga list by the way I've seen other people starting to throw her up there a little bit and a lot of that is because she benefits a lot from having that V-shift, like Dalsam would have had he not gotten the, the float nerf, you know what I mean? Like Dalsam probably would have jumped up there pretty well too. And even in the patch notes, they're like, we made sure he did this happen because we feel like V-shift would benefit Dalsam really well. They didn't do anything <laughs> not, yeah. who like doesn't even have hittable limbs. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> wait but a second. Her, her triggers are so good and powerful yeah. mm -hmm. you know dalsams are okay but they're not among the best right and so it's it's a bummer to give them up especially just because i really like v-trigger too it's really fun yeah but like i'm not losing terribly much whereas if minot never does a v-trigger big bummer mm -hmm. big bummer for sure so i, I think that, i think that makes sense uh i i really like that i would say before we talk about tears explicitly yeah i think the game's in a great state mm -hmm. um and i also am so confused by people who say that Dan's not good. I <laughs> it just is honestly confusing to me. I'm not like mad about it, and I'm not. Come here, it's just a confusion. I just don't get it. Um, <laughs> so I guess I guess we'll see. Hi, Dan Justin. seems good to me. He seems super fun, but we'll see how it goes. Hi, Justin's hey, chat. Hey, thanks for the raid, Justin. Uh, and we're gonna have Justin, as you can see in an interview in just a little bit. Um, Dan's super fun, though. I mean, he's he's very creative. Again, I think he seems good. We'll see how that pans out. I mean, but even aside from whether he's good, like, he's really... You get to be creative with him. He gets to move in well. He has fun frame traps. His walk speed's really fun. Like, he's just got a lot of stuff that I really enjoy using as well. Do you Have you gotten the infinite down yet? I'm not even bothering, because I'm sure they're going to get rid of it. Yeah. So it's, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, even, I haven't tried it one time. I don't care. Yeah. Now. Uh, just fun to do anyways. I mean, if I played Dan, I would just learn it because it would be fun. Yeah. I, I honestly don't even think it's uh it's that even. The only thing that I don't that I think is bad about the infinite is the ability to uh, timer scam people. You know what I mean? Basically, just do it just to waste the time. I don't even think the infinite is broken. To be honest with you, I think the infinite's fine, and I don't even think like that makes Dan super good or anything. I would almost have it so they just leave it in the game, <laughs> like because it's not easy to do, and I I think I would get hype. You know, I mean, it's for me. I mean, for people like us who during the first year uh, melee came back to Evo, and that community was cheering every time Wobbles landed the wobbling. <laughs> You know, I think we would actually get hype over some Dan Infinites. <laughs> oh, man. I, look, I'm cool with it if they keep it. I think that's fine. I Again, they're definitely not going to let it stay in, for sure. Uh, I don't know when that's going to change. The game has an update on Wednesday. But like at some point, they're going to change that, I feel. Right, right. It's just... Hang on, David. Can you repeat the last part you did just a second ago? Because uh, my audio program crashed here real quick. So, oh, oh shoot. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. 
Hey, hey, David, can you repeat the last thing you just said? Uh, because my audio program crashed on me, so. Uh, David's gone. David is gone, okay. Uh, and my audio is gone, and David's audio is gone. I can hear and you, David. actually, Tubo. I can hear you, Tubo. Yeah, well, I mean, David, like, froze out like his internet yeah. crashed. Whoa, what happened? I, maybe his internet failed. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't see David's green bar moving on his, on the on the on the Discord chat at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's gone, dude. His camera's gone too. His internet crashed or something. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why I have an echo. Is this because of? The, oh, is it that? Yes, that's what go. it is. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't have an echo, but correct. Where is where did David go? I have. I check your phone. I can't. Uh, okay. I can't. Okay. Uh, we lost David. Yeah, David got crush countered. <laughs> Isn't that meter to V shift? Your icon. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just he just shopped out of Discord. Yeah, his internet must have failed. Okay, that's weird that that happened. Did I like? It's weird because it crashed on my end. But why would my audio program crashing destroy David? That's very weird. I think it was just coincidence. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just coincidence. That is very strange. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, that, that would make no sense. That your audio on your computer makes David's internet fail. Like, no, that's that's not real. Life. Right. That that had to have been a coincidence. So let's see if we can get David back here real soon. Oh, yeah. He actually said my internet died trying to reconnect. Yeah, that's that that's is the craziest thing. That no, is the, just a weird coincidence. That is bizarre that that even <laughs> happened. Whoa. Huh. Well, sorry, guys. David's internet crashed. As you just found out. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back. Well, hopefully he'll be back soon. If not, we're going to have Justin on in about 10 minutes. Yeah, so. exactly. We'll have Justin on without... He'll just take over as co-host at this point in time. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, he literally said his internet died and he's trying to reconnect right now. So hopefully we'll get him back up in just a second. So, but yeah, we're going to have to be called the, um, uh, the, the Wang Chen TV show yeah me? i was gonna say j chen but that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't change it there <laughs> oh man All wait right. a minute wait a minute wait a minute if david leaves why would it not become tubo chen tv why did justin step in <laughs> and get his name in the title what the hell is that it's because it's justin long man i mean come no, on that's up that's it's, messed up. It's it's Justin Wong, dude. I mean, it might as well just become the Justin Wong show at that point, right? I mean, I will not stand. For we that. didn't. We didn't need. We wouldn't need anybody else's name uh, at all anymore. So, <clears throat> I always just get overlooked, guys. Oh man, this is crazy. Poor David. Dude. I still can't believe that happened at the same time. Did my? Yeah, that was weird. Did my weird. audio crashing actually somehow just like, I feel like it's a TV show now where you're just like, you know what? I can destroy the enemy by hacking through their network and blowing them up, you know, but yeah, it doesn't seem possible. Here. 
Uh, hackers always tape at their nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, if I was a hacker, I'd have to have the reflection of all the text on my glasses, you know, because yeah, that's, sure. that's the way it works. All right, you know what we're going to do? Let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the Justin Wong interview, but we'll do that uh, after we come back from a break. So, uh, so let's see if we can get David fixed and working over here. So be right back, guys. Be right back. Okay, so I know the people at home can hear us right now while we try to wait for David here, but let's see if we can get uh, Mr. Justin Wong into the chat at least. Uh, Justin, if you're listening, you can jump into the show calls right now where David is not. <laughs> uh, oh, there we Hello. go. Hello, sir. Hello, do you hear me? Ah, yes, Hi, I hear you. What's going What's on, up, Justin? Man? How's it going? How you doing? I, I linked you this, this this ninja thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna... Ninja thing. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Bro, did you see David's internet just die on us right now? Yeah, yeah I was watching. No, just he's ran, he just froze and then black screen happened, bro. He doesn't, doesn't <laughs> want to hang out with Justin. He's dying. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't want to talk to you, Justin. So he was I'm like... not showing my, my new little toy that I just got today. What's the? Oh, you got one of those things. Okay. Yeah. We'll show that we'll show that on the stream once we once we actually jump back. So uh if we can get David here. Wow. That's crazy. Ten years on the show and this has never happened. Ten years on the like this one and I got the paradise one. Collecting these hit boxes, man. Phone uses phone data. Yeah, I know, right? Uh uh yeah hopefully this needs to like reset his router and he's good right Justin, you got fiber no nah, I'm, I'm i we got just canadian internet is that the name of the isp canadian oh, internet called? what's it called babe tell us Huh? Is it called Telus Internet? Yeah. Telus. Telus. <laughs> okay. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your internet? Like the whole ass country has one internet com company. <laughs> what's your what's your internet company? Tell us. Uh, no, you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't I didn't think about that. What's your internet company? Tell us. <laughs> tell us. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, just Canadian internet works fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm texting David right now and I'm just asking if his his entire internet died or something. So trying what to figure out. What does he use? Does he use Cox Communications? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. But that's uh that's the one that Flo has to, has to deal with all the time, right? You know, everybody in Vegas says Cox is so bad, but like I have never had an issue with with Cox in my like in the Vegas place I have. Really? Yeah, never. But you also live closer to the city, though, right? No, I live in, I live, like, super east. So oh, like, really? Oh. Like, yeah, buildings are not even built there. Like, it's just straight land. Huh. Because I always thought that, um, I always thought that, um, Flo, like, lived, like, in the boonies in Vegas, uh, in Nevada or something like that, so. Oh, he lives in, he lives in the mountains, so. Oh, he does live in the boonies. Why, okay, okay. That makes sense why his internet is bad. Like, okay. when I go to, when I Uber to his place, it would take me like at least 10 minutes to try to get a signal to call an Uber because it's like, it's either one bar connection or bust. 
Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap. Do you know what the city is that he lived in? Uh, Henderson. Henderson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Henderson's pretty big. Suburb. It's like a suburb of... Hey, I, I mean, I live in Henderson as well, but my, I'm you? not like... I'm like closer to Vegas with, with okay. the, part, like the Henderson I'm at. So interestingly enough, David says it was out before he came back. Uh... So it's part of why he showed up late uh, to the show. And so he's not sure what's going on, but it might be ongoing. But yeah, it was just weird coincidence that his internet died right when my audio thing died. So it was... Yeah, uh, that was awesome. So... Um, uh, is he coming back or is, he, is it not working? He says he's trying to get it to work. Let me see. Can you use your phone? And... Ramp up the bill. Ramp up the phone bill. <laughs> no, I got. I have unlimited data, and I don't even use it because I don't go anywhere now because of COVID. So that is true. I I had the I same thing. I'm like, I'm spending too much money on phone when then I don't really need it, right? It's actually <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm asking him if he can tether off his phone. If not, then we may have to try to, you know. Uh, See if we could have Justin do a, a guest stint here to do like five five matchup before we actually officially interview. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> Are you good? Sorry that this happened here. Well, uh, I mean, at the worst, David should be able to use his phone for voice chat. Oh, like, that that's right. Take up too much data. You, you can, can have like an image. You can just put an image. In yeah, there. yeah. We can just floating head today. I mean, you know how you know. Team Spooky streams. I know BC and you have that Arturo Tinder face. <laughs> it's right. literally just art it looks like an Arturo Tinder face and then you know that's it that's Tinder all. face oh his my God. profile yeah his Tinder profile picture or whatever his profile would just say yo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah someone in the chat said David's internet got Wong factored so that's exactly what happened here uh yeah, I'm just trying to see if uh, I just suggested that to David to just use a voice with Discord uh, on your phone. I'll put up a picture of you. Damn, my man Koopa's from Russia. K Rat told me Russia is amazing. I want to go to Russia. Wait, what's K Rat do doing? What's he, what's he doing in Russia right now? No, no, no. He, he went to Russia. He told me it was amazing. Oh, that's right. He just traveled there recently, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, they had a CPT. I was trying to go to it, but when I was looking up the process, it was like, you got to get your visa and everything. And that, it kind of turned me off, to be honest. So, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm, okay. Huh, weird. Uh... I'm staying far away from Russia. Why? Because Putin, man, I'm not going over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no way. Oh, man. Also, a bunch of tourists are starting to get arrested in China, so people are starting to go to China. Well, no one should be traveling anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. But, you know, people do anyways. Whoa, David just got an official email from Spectrum that they have a long-term outage at their address. Man, Spectrum, that's Kizzy's favorite internet, man. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. I see David's video feed again. Hey, there, there he is. He's it's David and he's ultra. Okay. Okay. Well, I see your video. Can you try, uh, OB? Rollback isn't going to say that. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, it's weird. Like I can see David. It's weird. We have his video back. Yeah, his internet's definitely working. Hey, there he is. Oh wait. Oh, hey, just it, I simultaneously got an email that we have a long-term outage at my address, and also signed back on the, the internet. So, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Spectrum is even worse than usual. Hopefully it works. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> okay, cool. Yo, cool. how can Spectrum be? terrible about whether there's an outage like come on <laughs> i mean it's probably a rolling outage those happen sometimes where only a certain amount of people are connected and then they get disconnected and you're just one of the lucky ones that got back on yeah what a time all right let's get it okay so what we'll do then is we'll go over the topanga tier list a little bit later when we get to game news then how's that you got it all right so let's just go ahead and come back to the show with Mr. Wong and uh, get going. All right, you guys ready? Uh, yeah, I'm. I may like lose connection again at any moment. Just so you know. Yeah, for sure, for we'll sure. See. Hey, David, if that happens, uh, you can always use your data for voice chat, right? Uh, so I was trying to load up Discord and it didn't work on my phone for whatever reason for a separate problem. I don't know why that's existing. Anyway, let's let's get started. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll shoot. Dave. All right, welcome back. Oh, wait, oh, hang on. We're, we're back, but David is still a loading screen. Uh, let me see yeah, if I can get that. him to refresh here. And pow! There we oh. go. David has returned. Oh. There we go. here. Yes, David has returned. And you know who else is here with us, everybody? Hello, James. We also have Mr. Justin Wong here on. What is up, man? Look at this. Hey, hey dude. Hanging out. What's up? Dude, how... Hold on. I'm trying. I'm, I'm looking at your. Looking at the, the Discord stream. All right, there we go. I, I can hear Harper in the background, and it's making me feel all excited and stuff like that. She is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little menace, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, look, so much of the FGC now, I mean, we're, we're, we're having kids all over the place. Maximilian, when he was on our stream, you know, he has kids now and everything. And here, I mean, I was just talking about this on my own chat on how strange it is because I still remember meeting you when you were like, what, 15 or 16, you know? And 15, 16, 15, yeah. and now you're sitting here with B a kid. B5. <laughs> I mean, B5. How, that's, how, actually, that's actually a long time ago, man. It's actually, damn. Yeah, it's a long time ago. It's like 40 <laughs> years ago, dude. No, it's like 25 years ago. Oh, man. I mean, uh, oh, how... It tw maybe it's 22 years ago, something like that. 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, B5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not B3, not B3, so... That's 20 years. Dang. 20 years, yeah. I mean, how, how has fatherhood been treating you, Justin? Like, how, I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, just how how's it been with with Harper and and everything? Uh, it's fun. I mean, she's she she's she's running around, uh, growing up, lot talking a lot more, trying to mimic more. Um, she's pretty much throwing the boss. Stuff. Pretty much the boss, throwing stuff. Uh, always always trying to choke me while I'm streaming. So <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah, that's always nice. Overall, in general, it's just. 
it's been a blast. I, I'm, I'm like always tired all the time, but I mean, that's to be expected, right? Yeah. So, but I wouldn't even like change like change anything about it. You know, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm really glad that you got up to, uh, up to Canada, dude. Yeah, when they changed the law about like, oh yeah, extended family members can get through, no problem. I was like, instant ticket right there. Instant ticket. <laughs> well, well, that, they actually changed the law and that happened. I didn't realize that was the yeah, reason you guys go back. Wow. Yeah, so they changed that nice. where like if you're an extended family member, you can go. All you have to do is quarantine. And yeah, once they allowed that, done. I was, I was out instantly. Right. Nice. So do you still have a place in Vegas, but you're just living in Canada right now? Yeah, I actually have to go back in two weeks to actually pack all my stuff. Oh, cool. dang. Okay. okay. Yeah. So then once I do that and send everything, yeah, I'll be in Canada permanently. Nice. How has it been with her? Um, you know, everybody's social distancing. Like, how is it to have a young child in that kind of situation? Uh, we don't, I mean, we don't really go out. Like we, we, we actually <laughs> stay home all the time. Um, if we do go out and we just take proper measures and the only time we do go out is like we take her to walk around the block or okay. go to the park where like there's nobody there uh, but usually we don't really we don't eat out uh yeah we stay home uh, i would say the the situation in canada is obviously much more better compared to america you know because you know america's america <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah the, i would say the only hard part is like uh we can't find a way to get her to interact with other kids because oh, obviously right. COVID's a thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So we used, to, we used to have a play session where like, like you know, like family meets up, like random families from other groups around the neighborhood meets up, play session in the park, but then they sent like an email saying like, oh yeah, one of the moms contracted COVID <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> yep. Oh um, man. Yeah, sounds about right. But uh, I mean, you have all the the arcade one up cabinets in your place now so is uh is harper learning fighting games and stuff <laughs> she loves the baby pa miss pac-man one like the this, oh. it's called the yeah it's called the countercade and she has like this miss pac-man one actually have it right here uh, and she actually wants me to always play it every time when i'm doing some like testing see it's like literally like oh. this that's it <laughs> nice that's actually really cool that's yeah, awesome. So, oh, so she she always wants me to turn it on and play Miss Pac-Man. So nice, that's pretty nice. cool. But uh, I mean, everyone in the chat. I mean, you said that you know she's choking you on stream and everything like that. I mean, it sounds like that means Harper is going to be a grappler player, right? So. Oh man, I hope not, <laughs> Justin. I hope. Yeah, not. I, I trust you to raise her correctly and not let yeah. that happen. Hey man, you one know, of the first games that she's been watching you play has been you using Potemkin. You know, the problem is, is that um, it was a while ago, like long, like last year, and we were playing Street Fighter 4 and on stream, and she was on the joystick, and I was like, all right, pick whoever you want. And she actually, like, went right, 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 left, left, up, up, some, like, direction, and picked Hakan. I was so angry. <laughs> Let's go. What a genius. So no. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that Hakan body will never come back in Street Fighter uh, history. Yeah. yeah. But, you know what I mean? Damn, I was really... I was really disappointed there. You're raising a little genius out there. What do you mean? That's oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, I know, man. 
Harper is gonna be. I mean, look, her name is Harper. It's got a lot of the same letters as Grappler. You know, I mean, it's wow. like you Harper know. Harper sounds like Grappler. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, basic. That's that gonna is, be her. You're, F- you're right about that. That's gonna be her FGC name. She's gonna be Grappler Harper. <laughs> Harper the Grappler. Oh, Harper. Harper the Grappler. Harpler. There you go. Uh, the disappointed the father. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be too. That sounds like a wrestling. Wrestling. It does. Like, yeah. The girls have been AEW WWE. Uh, Harper the Grappler comes down to the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just imagine, you know, when she becomes a teenager, she's just like, "But Daddy, I love Zangief," and you'd be like, "No, daughter of mine is gonna." <laughs> oh yeah, if, oh, if she started playing, now. if she started playing like and wanted to play, and she picked Zangief, I'll, I will make her cry. Like I'm make her cry. <laughs> I'll pick some lame characters and be like, she's "Like Daddy, what are you supposed to do?" And I'll be like, "Don't, don't pick this." <laughs> Go back to character select. You pick a good character, Harper. That's what. what? That's gonna be her youthful rebellion, though. That's gonna be everybody. Right. Every kid rebels against their parents in some way. <laughs> For her, it's gonna be all right. What would really get at Daddy? Well, how could I really bother him? <laughs> it's gonna be like deja vu of like uh, the anime High School Girl, where the main character picks a grappler. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, but it, but if Harper's that nice, though, I mean, you really can't be that mad. Until, until they fight that one Gao player, that's it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so speaking of obviously COVID and the situation where you're inside all the time, um, talk to me about your experience and your kind of change of heart and how you view now playing online. The fact that we're all stuck in online play. You didn't do too much of it last year, but you're doing more of it now. So I would say I last year I played a lot of online, but just not in tournaments. In tournaments, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so now I feel like um, just just judging from people's reactions and based off how many people always ask me in chat, hey, uh, I miss you. I miss playing. I miss seeing you play in tournaments. That's kind of like the number one comment I got last oh, okay. year. I miss seeing you play in huh. tournament. Are you going to enter this tournament? Something you know, tournament related question of me entering. And I decided, you know what, this year I'm going to enter more tournaments, and I'm also going to enter tournaments with like obscure games, right? So I thought about like how can I help the community by entering just tournaments in general. And it's like, well, all these guys that run tournaments for like the games that they love, right? Not Street Fighter V or something that they want to play like an obscure game, right? Like 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 Dankuga or Street Fighter the Movie or like these random games <laughs> I never even heard about. And I'm like, all right, I mean, you know, I'll enter it. I'll watch their stream, shout them out. I put the like little night five if they want, if you want to watch their version of the point of view, you know, check them out. So mm-hmm. it, it really boosts their either viewership and also their tournament entries, right? Nice. So that's kind of like, I thought of that as like, okay, you know, even though I don't like to enter online because online isn't perfect for certain games, at least we have Fightcade and other games that have good rollback. And that's a good way to support the community even more because, you know, I know a lot of people would really expect it to go back to offline tournaments, right? Like Combo Breaker. Combo Breaker is like, like the mecca of just, of any community could come there and have fun. So that's, kind of why I want to enter these tournaments because like like these guys really look forward to majors to play like poverty tournaments mm. right to play like you know to meet up with other people that play that game where it's not very popular and I think if we were able to like kind of push that in terms of me entering and just having more people like get eyes on it then you know it really helps their like their scene to get that little push even more so that's kind of why I entered online tournaments this year that's cool. So, how has that been going? 
That's good. I mean, I have a goal trying to win 100 tournaments in yeah. 2021. I'm at 31 now. <laughs> so, dude, it's yeah. March. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually above quota right now. Yeah, you are. So let me so, let me be honest with me, Justin. How many times had you actually ever touched that Avengers game that you won? <laughs> That was the first day I played the game. <laughs> Dude. So, literally, I was, I'm watching the whole tournament, and I noticed that, okay, this guy does his strategy, and this guy's picking Vision, and pretty much the way I'm seeing how Vision works from their eyes, I'm like, oh, this is like a Captain Commando assist, pretty much Marvel 2. And then that's kind of how I, I adapted that, and like literally 9 out of 10 my Visions hit, and that's how I won the tournament. <laughs> but, the, but the grand finals got messed up. You know why? Because he decided to pick my character that I was playing. So I so I copied what he was doing against me. Oh. Man, genius! <laughs> genius! That's. I mean, I've seen you do that before, even before online play of like pick up a game that you haven't played before or have played really rarely and yeah. win a big tournament in it or win a tournament yeah. for it. How do you how do you approach that kind of thing of not having experience yet? Just fundamentals, ah. right? Just fundamentals, and it helps a lot. Say hello. Hey. Can you say Hi, hello? Harper. Hi, Harper. All right, the hands are moving. Can you say bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, so adorable. She's so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, like... you, I would say just fundamentals in general. Like, I think learning a like Shoto type of character. It, it, it just kind of carries over in every game. There's always mm -hmm. that one Shoto character that people can play like Ryu, right? Like you have in like, like Dankoga, they have Gonzalez, who pretty much is, is Ryu, like Hadoukens and like DPs, right? And then even Breaker's Revenge, there's a show, Karna's Revenge, there's a Ray, and they all play similar in terms of Ryu and Ken. So because of that, I usually play those type of characters to kind of just get like a feel of how the game works when it comes to like you know battle mechanics or if they have battle mechanics at all but usually these older games it's kind of like you know people used to call it shoto clones right and yeah. mm -hmm. that's kind of what i really play when i play uh <laughs> these these events and games i don't really play because I, I i always remember there was that i always tell that story um when you first came to California, you flew out to that one tournament. I forgot which one it was, but it was the one that was like got snowed in or whatever like that. And uh, and, oh, I was in Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> and you came back, and I asked how you did, and you're like, I won a hundred percent of the tournaments that I entered. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, I won KOF 2002. I'm like, have you ever played that? And you were like, I just played it like it was 98. And then you like won Vampire Savior. And you're like, I just, you know, just did whatever. And like, it's just, it's like, <laughs> that's just one of those talents that you have. I mean, where, where, do you feel like that that's something innate, like natural? Or do you feel like that's something that you can learn as a player? I think anybody can learn it. It just really comes down to discipline. And like I always tell people the one thing is like if you don't know what's going on just literally block on wake up like when I watch people play like other games that like this is like I play this game a lot they really just keep pressing buttons on wake up but like in my head I'm like okay I don't know what's going on so I'm going to block on wake up and, and see the options later on because I'm going to eventually be put in this scenario again mm. right so I just think about like risk and reward and I think about like just trying to learn 
while I'm playing against someone that knows how to play the game. Because if I'm watching what they're doing, then I'm gonna incorporate it into my gameplay. Hmm. Kind of like a, it's like an X copy. That's kind of yeah <laughs> what I do. But you don't think that the ability to do that, you don't think that's kind of innate? Like you, it's just a talent that you have. Like how can I, you train to be able to X copy somebody on site? Like that that sounds like My Hero <laughs> Academia, and that's your quirk. You know, it might nothing wrong to take anyone's abilities. It might be because growing up in arcade teaches you that. Because yeah. when you grow up in arcade and you're broke, you only got 50 cents to your name, you're not trying to spend no quarters, right? So I'm going to watch the person play and just, just stay there and watch. So I kind of, I guess, I guess it's just kind of natural mm -hmm. habit of me just mm -hmm. watching other people play and or asking them, hey, man, uh, can I get a second, can I get your second round? You know, I used to say, ask them like, That's right, like that, yeah. Right? I forgot so, people did so that. I, so I would say because of me growing up in that habitat, it, it taught me how to like visually watch something and learn from there. Yeah, oh, dude, I totally forgot about sharing rounds like that. Yeah, you would find the person yeah. who, who who could basically kill everybody. So you always took their second round because that guy never had to worry about losing, right? Because they yeah. would win yeah. the. Dang. Oh. I even like took second rounds from people that were like trying to learn the game, so I could teach them. Right. So it's kind of like me teaching them, but I'm also getting the chance to play. So that was my hustle, you know what I mean? You got a hustle there, yeah. For yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked losing to the second round guy. It definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's crazy because, like I said, I was just saying that, like, I'm trying to do this, this arcade feel, you know, where I'm trying to gather people to watch. And that's one of the things that I say is actually missing a lot from online ranked is you don't get to sit down and watch that often and i think that's something that we're missing a lot in 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 fighting games uh, uh, you know obviously you know we're i can say this now justin and and i know it makes you sad but you know we're old men we can talk about how obviously we're biased towards the arcade scene but you know there was something about that environment that was very conducive to learning and very conducive to just growing as a fighting game player well i think it's also because like when you're in the arcade you don't have much resources compared to now mm -hmm. right so because you don't have much resources your 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 uh, your thirst for knowledge is even higher than usual <laughs> so anything you want to like you see you're going to just digest that knowledge mm -hmm. because it's rare to get knowledge from the arcade era a lot like you know like Vi said right save that shit for nationals right that's kind of what the thing was mm -hmm. so a lot of, so when you find that information and you compare like different arcades like because there was always different tier lists right there's a different tier list from the new york arcade california arcade mm -hmm. texas mm -hmm. arcade chicago arcade so it, it's like you're going to learn based off where you live and i think because of that, like, you're so thirsty for knowledge because, mm. I mean, besides, what, random tips and tricks magazines telling you how to do the Gambit Infinite, like, where else are you going to find the information? Oh, man. I mean, you used to travel around quite a bit finding information and winning tournaments, but, yeah, you you know, you would you would travel more than almost anybody in the U.S. and, and see more of that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's why it's just, it was such a blessing just, just to see the world, even, like, before like you know like before i would say before street fighter 4 before everything got big like it was really awesome to see the world just yeah. from like the retro perspective and seeing so many people playing all these games because they love it like it makes me appreciate that i guess now it makes me super appreciate retro games even more 
because it's like damn like people are playing for like like you know capcom pro tours mk pro tour right like tekken world tekken world tour but like back in the day we really was playing for like 300 bucks for first place and it's like you know it was it was it was crazy how much passion uh, there was with the retro community yeah. yeah dude i mean when you used to come down to our monthlies in northern virginia dc area um that was that was a big deal for us you know like we it, that was like a time to test like how any of us was mm. doing like we'd be we didn't know if you were going to come or not but like we would train up and try to get good with the expectation that like at some point the new york dudes are going to come down again or at some point the philadelphia guys are going to come down again and like we're going to get that chance to play like we we grinded for that for sure that was a big motivation yeah, it's so fun i mean steve h man steve h grinded so much yeah. <laughs> oh man talk to me about i mean you just brought him up but i just want to hear from your side talk to me about that infamous match that you had with steve h with uh man you know what the crazy part is the um uh, before we like he he was grinding so hard to beat me like we met at like at a at a gaming convention called magfest Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And he was just like a fan. And we, he entered every tournament I entered at MAGFest, and he got second. And he, after that point, he just wanted to get better and better. And then he got involved with the FGC scene in Maryland. Like, he got in contact with, like, mm. Be More Chun, like, Havoc, like, Hugo B. And then from there, he just, he, it was a nonstop grind. Nonstop grind. And then, I mean... Uh, you know, well, he he finally beat me in CBS2 at final round, just lamed me out. Lamed me, lamed me out. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just to, to describe, like, you guys had some epic CBS2 grand finals, four out of seven matches that went on for literally over an hour. <laughs> Yeah, like wasn't it like literally over an hour? I think it was like your Sakura versus his Honda that you guys literally held down back on the opposite end of the screen from ninety nine seconds to zero seconds, right? Like, it's because um, since I won the previous round, mm -hmm. like I had a pixel left. So my whole goal from that situation is like, well, this is bonus life. Any any damage I can get is bonus damage. Right, so he realized like I'm not gonna chase. I'm not gonna chase Justin. He's gonna try to annoy me with this little pixel life. So he just sat there, and I was like, "All right, I guess I'll sit here too. See how long." <laughs> that man did not crack. Yeah. So that my, at the 50 second mark, I, I was probably thinking like, "All right, when it gets down to 10 seconds, I'm gonna go in because if I can get any life from that situation." He won't recover full life from there, and I'll have right. to advantage the next round. So yeah, that's the, that's what I was thinking after that. <laughs> I mean, again, back at those uh, C three locals that we had, the monthlies, um, you you guys played sometimes. And in general, like I said, like we were really excited to have you come down, and the other players from New York because you're also super good. We all wanted to watch, but when it was you versus Steve H, we definitely left the building, dude. <laughs> 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 around for that. No yeah. way. I can imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> but I mean, uh, all right. So, you know, you, you, you had talked about a, a little bit earlier that, you know, you weren't necessarily entering that many tournaments online and stuff, but now with like Fight Caden, obviously you played the Guilty Gear beta with that rollback net code. I mean, if every fighting game had like Fight Cade uh, or Guilty Gear level. Um, you know, that kind of quality of online, would you enter a lot more of the big tournaments? Like, if there was a big Capcom Cup kind of Street Fighter Five thing, 
and their net code was that good, would it be something that you would be more interested in entering? Yeah, I think I will, to be honest. Um, for if, if Guilty Gear Strive's netcode still stays the same and they have like an Arxis World Tour, uh-huh. I'll definitely enter. Um, I, I think I would also enter CPT now because I've been having so much fun with Dan. Like, <laughs> oh, I just want to enter a tournament with Dan. No. Like, and just kind of just go for the infinite. And yeah, that's the main goal, right? Um, but I'll, but when Rose comes out, I'm definitely going to play her hard. Oh, body. of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I definitely want to enter... Like, um, I was trying to look for Street Fighter Five tournaments in the West Coast, but the problem with Street Fighter Five tournaments is that it seems like there's only Wednesday night fights. And because of that, it takes six hours, and I can't afford to take six hours mm. to enter Wednesday night fights. So, yeah, I'm just, whenever there's a, a Street Fighter Five tournament that's like, you know, either like a CPT or like something that just pops up more frequently on the West Coast, I probably would enter. Okay. So well, you, you brought up Strive. Are you planning to go hard on Strive? Like, how are you feeling about that game right now? It's great. I mean, I've been having fun. Um, I know, um, I guess maybe because I'm not a Guilty Gear player, like, I'm having more fun than, like, actual Guilty Gear players, right? Because I don't have Guilty Gear tendencies right. from, like, previous mm-hmm. Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when the beta came out, I went on it, like, crazy. Like, I played so much of it. And, yeah, and I was trying all the other characters out, uh, playing against people from Japan. I think... That was like the major draw. Yeah. Was the fact that I can play like people from Japan Anyone. that I would normally yeah, play so at CPT, but because of COVID we can't. It was it just it really made me love fighting games at that point because I'm like, damn, I really miss playing against like international competition. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be an exciting game. Um, but let's let's talk about you also really making content creation a big focus for yourself over the last while at this point. Uh, talk to me about how you kind of built that side of things for yourself. Um, I guess like when I was just thinking about like content, and I and I think about like successful people like like Maximilian dude, right? And it's it just seems like it's like why why wouldn't we throw more content out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think once more people start throwing more content out there, then more people follow. Right. A lot you have you see a lot more fighting game content on YouTube now. Yeah. Um just from their perspective, from like either Shoot for a Five or like Dragon Ball, Mortal Kombat, older older games. And just like I guess when I started uploading and reading the comments, it kind of made me want to just go harder even more because it just seems like a lot of people just don't know that we exist. Right? Huh. And because that we because they don't know that we exist, it makes me want to push even harder because now I get so many people on like coming to the Twitch chats. Like I just came from your YouTube channel, and I can't believe yeah. I'm catching you live. Or mm-hmm. like, um, like you got you inspire me, and you know, like I love your YouTube videos, stuff like that. So it really like I just love the the transition from them coming over to mm-hmm. to Twitch, or just even social media, or just even them keeping like tabs on like the videos and wanting to learn more. So I like and reading the comments really is nice because it's like. There's a lot of positivity. Nice. They want to see more. I know. I know YouTube comments are kind of negative <laughs> a lot of times, but like I guess mine is they're very they're very positive and nice. and they recommend what they want to see next. Right. And because they and because like I like to be that person who plays multiple fighting games or any fighting game in general, it it just makes it easier for me because I'm not forced to just to stick to one thing. Mm. Sure. Do you want to come and play in my Sam show stream, Justin? Kill people with that Tam Tam? Or... 
Man, I haven't, I haven't, you know, the, you know, the problem with Sam show is like, I was trying to play Sam show yeah. and the lobby doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm doing it all on Parsec now, dude. It's all on Parsec. So <laughs> that broke my heart so much. Cause it's like this dude literally bought the game right there on the spot. When I said, yeah, I'll play you in Sam show. And he says, all right, I'm gonna buy it right now. He oh. bought it 50 bucks. Oh. And we couldn't connect. We tried for an hour and we couldn't connect on stream. And I was like, that really sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. That's that Luckily, makes my he heart break, dude. Oh, the game starts on being getting his money back. No, he got it on PS4. It was for PS4. Oh, he screwed. <laughs> that sucked, man. Oh man, yeah. that's that's why I stopped playing the game, Justin. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't support that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they fix their online. Well, just make their lobbies work. I would be playing it more, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but because it's like, like you're just forced to having to buy it on PC. I don't want to buy it on PC because I already I already have it on PS4. Hey right? man, so, on my Parsec thing, you don't even need to buy it. You can just come and play. Oh, that's true. It's free. <laughs> it, it, that is true. <laughs> oh man, I mean, before. I mean, oh, go, go, oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna tell the story of like, uh, I remember when Sam Show first came out, just talking about how quickly you learn. Uh, you right, fought yeah. uh, Corey at what tournament was it? I forgot. Oh, it was a CEO or something like that. CEO. Yeah. CEO. And Corey had been grinding a lot of Tam Tam. And so, you know, he was like, all right, I'll help Justin learn Tam Tam. And he played you like maybe three matches. And then at that point in time, like no one could beat your Tam Tam anymore. <laughs> no, he, he, he definitely taught me how to, how, to, how to play the game like more like fundamentally and like mm -hmm. using the mechanics and everything. So... He definitely was the reason why I like became successful that that year in uh, in Sam Show. Oh man! But it's just I, you know someone in the chat said Taskmaster when you were talking about how you were learning everything, and it's like I swear yeah, that's dude. just really what <laughs> it is, man. It is. It is not. This is not something that can be taught. You know, it's, it's, I think it's because the love of fighting games I have. Yeah. It's easy for. It's easier for me to learn because. The amount of passion i want to learn and like get better right. i love seeing sure. progress i'm a big yeah. fan of progress and, and you know i know david wanted to ask a question but really quick on that topic because you know this is something that I, you and i have talked about a lot and you know you've told this story on a lot of streams before but i mean it wasn't innate right you didn't come out of the womb like as like some sort of fighting game god or anything like that it was literally because you just wanted to stop losing and so you actually went to chinatown fair arcade when nobody else was there and you grinded and so it was something that you had to learn right i mean oh, how much i was terrible i was terrible <laughs> i was a masher, right i was literally mashing right literally i remember myself just mashing like this i've seen the right? daigo parry then... video i know yeah. that you mash so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i couldn't do i couldn't do special moves like what age I, are you talking about here like 13. Okay. Like I was mashing mad hard, and um, but the thing is, before even I was like playing against like humans, like I had the ability to like understand how to beat a game, right? Mm. So like I knew how to play video game, but for fighting games, I couldn't understand it for the longest time. And then when I went to like middle school, like I w I was trying to hang out with these like, like these kids, and they would play Marvel's 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 Street Fighter. And they would, and I would play with them, and they would just laugh at me because, like, they had the combos, and I and I sucked. I, they would just laugh at me, like, "Oh, you're so bad!" Like, so I literally spent the whole summer, like, at this little candy shop, right, called Raul's Candy Shop, and they had this Marvel's Capcom machine, 
and I spent the whole summer there playing at that the sweaty shop, no AC, like just straight metal fan, and just learn how to do the combos, learn how to do specials, and just learn how to beat the game of every character. And then when when eighth grade came about, we went to the arcade and I smoked them. I, they were like, what happened? I was like, well, I spent the whole summer practicing. Dude, imagine imagine being the guy who was like. You're terrible at this fighting game stuff, Justin Wong. It's yeah, never right. gonna work out for you. I was so salty. I was so salty that I spent I spent the whole summer practicing so I could beat them. And when when school rolled over, dang, that's. I mean, so you would say then, you know, your talent in fighting games is less nature, more nurture kind of thing, right? So I mean, like, is that when when people say like oh i just don't think i can ever be good at fighting games i mean do you feel like you're proof that you know if you just put in the work you can become a justin wong <laughs> i think anybody could become good at fighting games mm-hmm. it just really depends on how much effort you really put in mm-hmm. like i yeah. i totally i totally do believe that people can can learn and actually beat people that they want to beat because like I, like I really want to beat Eddie Lee, man, and, and like it took a long time, but I, it, it finally happened, and it was really it was it felt really nice. It's like you just feel so like you feel um, just so happy, and then you just want to just even take it even further. Because after beating Eddie Lee, like I guess people people expected me to keep winning, like in Chinatown Fair, and I wanted to, so I guess I just kept going harder and harder and harder. Because I wanted to just like keep representing like my arcade at the time. Mm. See, you 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 kind of skirted James's question though. James didn't ask could anybody be a good fighting game player. James asked could anybody be a Justin Wong? Because <laughs> there is a huge difference between being a good fighting game player and being Justin Wong. Like I I think the I think the problem is is like how 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 obsessed are you in trying to be a Justin Wong? Because mm-hmm. I'm like really obsessive with fighting games, and I think. Sure. Just growing up, like I really spent like most of my time, most of my childhood, my social life was literally in the arcade. Like I, I probably put in more hours than like, like growing up, like more hours than most other people. I, I yeah. probably the only people that probably put more hours than me are people that had an arcade or actually like in Japan, for example, right? Right. But I, I every day, like when I, when I didn't have school, 10 a.m. to like 10 p.m. at Chinatown Fair. That's just right. that was just the flow chart. Jeez. Doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter if people were there playing. Like 10 a.m. to like at least 5 p.m., nobody was playing there. It was just me versus the AI, right? Me, 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 me trying to like hustle the token guy. Be like, hey man, like, let me get a token. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> play the game. But yeah, I would literally spend all the time at the arcade. Dang. When when did you discover Chinatown Fair? How old were you? Um, my grandma took me when I was like seven years old, so I knew it always existed. Oh, okay. But, it, but, people, but every family will tell you not to go to the arcade because it's like <laughs> gangsters and stuff like that's there. But eventually, like once like I upgraded from like the candy shop from Raul's candy shop, I felt like I had to go to Chinatown Fair because that that's where all the rumors were like all the best players right. play there, right? So that's that's that. Then I started going without like telling them I was going there, and then yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Uh, so for for modern stuff now for content, just to go back to that, I, I'm curious like what what was the motivation to to do that in the first place? You know, seeing content comments, I guess keeps you going. But what what was the what was the drive initially to go from being a top level player to being a more of a well also a comment a content creator? I guess 
I guess because I didn't, I wasn't forced to like, let's say for example, I know a lot of people are forced to like having to stream, let's say Street Fighter Five, right? Because Street Fighter Five gives them the most views, gives them the most videos, the most content. But to me, I didn't care about the views. So like when you compare it to like my original videos, they're like, they did terrible, right? Like the view in terms of views, like it's, it's so low. It's like maybe like a few thousand, but like, I just personally didn't care, right? I <laughs> I personally didn't care and and because of that, like I just it just it just it just kept and I and I saw the growth because I didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I just started putting in more content, more different styles, um more versions of like different videos. Like before it was like gameplay, let me commentate during the gameplay, let me learn random characters, random teams, let me take requests from the chat. Like, it's just so many ideas just kept flowing in my head that it just became fun to do instead of, because mm -hmm. I don't like treating it as a job. I just think of it as like, it's really fun. It's a hobby. To me, like gaming, like it's still a hobby. Obviously you can make money from it, but I treat it as like, like, like it's a job that you love, but it's still a really strong hobby for me. Mm -hmm. Dang. See, wow. there, there's the lesson right there. Do what you love, man. and. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would love. I mean, look, I, I'm I, I don't really care about playing like modern games to get views. I'll just play whatever I like, whatever hits it hits. Right, King of Fire's thirteen trials all of a sudden just big just blows up. Right. Yeah, yeah actually, right, yeah. that's right. I wanted to ask about that uh, as well. Uh, not about KOF thirteen specifically, but how helpful has Panda Global been for you know a lot of the content that you've been doing? I mean, they have like a really nice little focused group there where they get all the players to like play footsies and stuff and you know like how how has that been going for you so uh being part of panda global's like staff and also like 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 uh, player it really teaches you a lot like i learned so much from them in terms of like like how to like advertise how to like like do the seo side how to get more people to get involved what's what 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 is considered a good video to like think about doing different type of collaborations like so there's like so many like of that ideas that really came to me because of joining panda like i would say before joining panda um like a good video for me would be like like maybe like 8000 but now joining panda like now i can like really break into like 40s and the 50s Jesus. on a common video so so be and that's because of their just like their, their study of, of how just algorithm works, how people um, react to like specific thumbnails and how people react to like what type of content you want to throw. Like Dang. it really is an interesting thing and they have a great plan. And I think it, you can see from like Kizzy's channel, Punk's channels, yeah. like Hook's channel, like it, it's all been growing, right? And I think because of that, you see more people trying to get involved into like content creation as well, like in their, in their ways and I mean, it's it's been they've 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 been killing it, man. I think Dang. in terms of like FGC content, I feel like they're leading like like for a huge margin. Yeah, and and one thing that is cool too is that I feel like there's there are commonalities among each of the like content that you guys come out with. Like it, there is to me like a panda like kind of style that has been that has been created that I really like. Even as obviously you guys are doing different things, you have different personalities and stuff. There's still like as the viewer, I can expect like a certain like kind of feel that I I really like being able to check them out differently. 
yeah it's 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 been really cool like and i i like i just think just the more content for the ftc the better because it gets more yeah. people just mm -hmm. know that we exist totally man all right well anything else you want to talk about um <laughs> i mean to be honest i just all i do is literally work stream family that's kind of all i do that sounds like a pretty good rotation, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah. what would you have done? Like, how do you think you would have reacted? Like, maybe, you know, with that 16-year-old Justin to know that at this age now, you'd just be, you'd have a family, you'd have a beautiful little girl, and, you know, you're, you're just sitting here streaming fighting games, and you're internationally famous and all that stuff. I mean, what do you, how do you um, think? I still wouldn't believe it. Um, I mean, even now... I, I, it's, it's really surprising because I think growing up in like the time frames of like the eighties and nineties, like, like we're able to like appreciate back in the day and we're also able to appreciate modern technology. But when you think about it, it's like, yeah, that's kind of crazy still. Like to me, I still <laughs> think it's crazy that we are able to like stream now, make money from video games. Right. I mean, the, <laughs> the whole thing back in the day was yeah. like. Stop playing video games. Stop wasting your time. Get get a job or go to school and blah blah blah. Don't play video games. That's what their parents always said, right? Yep. And yeah, I mean, looking now, like I'm able to give back to my family because of video games, and yeah, it's pretty awesome actually. That's cool. Well, you're you're honestly a, one of the pioneers in doing that. I mean, no no joke. Not even just among fighting game players, but among. Mm -hmm video game players in NA in general, like you are, you're yeah, one of those pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just total. It's like, it's just a total blessing. Like really, awesome. really total blessing. And how, my last question to you, Justin, uh, is how awesome would it be if that kid that you taught, you know, you're going to learn today, son, like one day comes back and says, guess who I am, Justin, at a tournament. <laughs> and he's like, let's play some Mortal Kombat right now. And he turns out to be godlike. Like, how, would that be super... I learned today. <laughs> would that be awesome yeah, for you? <laughs> Bro, I think that would break the internet. <laughs> but you know, the funny part is that I think, like, actually, I, I, I just, like, checked to see, like, um, what, like, what, what was he, what's he been playing? Because I remember he was on my PS4 friends list, and he still is. And he, he's he's a Fortnite kid, man. Oh, uh, you lost him. He's a Fortnite kid. I'm about to message him like, hey, have you tried out Ryu and Chung Li or something? <laughs> See what you did, man? You turned him away from fighting game those games. That, so I had no idea that you like knew, even if internet ways knew who that was. I thought that was just completely random. That's that's wild. So like um, after the match, I added him as a friend. And then, um, because I, because there's a second part where I actually invite him back to oh. play me again, and and then he and his, and the first thing he says is, "I know what you're doing, you're live streaming. I, I'm watching." You. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, that's amazing. That's literally what he said. So, you know, since then, like, uh, yeah, I know we, what you're doing. He's on my yeah, he's on my friends list. That's so awesome. Yeah, he didn't know who I am. He just like he knew I was live streaming because like during that time. Like the Mortal Kombat streams were just killing it. Like oh, I was yeah. killing the Mortal Kombat stream. So, but yeah, that was that's the lore. Like he he, <laughs> he knew he was he was on stream. He probably knew he probably knows that video is like famous, be, um, super famous, right? Because of right. That. But Bro, he shows all his friends at school. 
Probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely knows. It is funny. All right, dude. Um, so, let everybody know where they can watch you. Um, you guys can watch me on twitch.tv slash jwong with three Gs, uh, youtube.com slash Justin Wong, and twitter.com slash jwong with three Gs. Ooh. Well, thanks a lot again for yeah, coming on. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Good Hope to hear from you. I, yo, I'm glad. I'm glad that you got up there. I'm glad you I'm got. Great. Out. Hey, 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 real I'm quick. I learned how to play this too. I'm glad you got out, dude. Oh yeah, you got it. You got a snack. Oh, so sick. Yeah, I'm trying to learn I mean, how to play on this. It looks so cool. It, I, I really want to get one of those. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, just to be absolutely honest, like. Uh, people, I don't know if a lot of people know when he first moved to California, he moved in with me, right? So he lived in the little basement room that I have. And, um, you know, when he first came out here and stuff, I remember you were trying to get on the, you know, the reality show and you're trying to do all that stuff with EG and everything like that. You were trying, and like, you know, I got to know you at that point in time and it just, like, I've always said I do what I do in the FGC because I want to see people like you succeed and to see what you're doing right now like and to see the success that you have like i'm i'm just like it makes me so happy like it's like literally one of the biggest <laughs> joys for me to see how successful you are now and and just how happy you are it it warms my heart and i don't want to get all crying and teary-eyed and shit like that but like honestly i'm, I'm so happy to see where you are where where how everything is going for you so it, it was a it was a long road it, mm. it was a long road and yeah i mean i'm, I'm at a good I'm at a, I'm at a good point it's like a little like nice little pit stop little gas station right here <laughs> right. i'm sure the future is going to be good too yeah so it's it's it's, 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 just, it's just it's been very nice and yeah i mean you're you're the one that took me in the basement <laughs> got a job at family family fun arcade you know what i mean so that was pretty fun it yeah. was it was super good times back in the day yeah. I, I swear i think about them and it's like man it's so much has changed and yeah. i mean even even though like things are still great it's just like when you watch when you like kind of rewatch like some of like these like clips or youtube videos back in the day mm -hmm. and you see how different it is even though it's like 144p on youtube it's <laughs> still an amazing watch yeah yeah all right man thanks a lot all right Jesse. have a good night Later. all right guys have a good night have a great show and yeah i mean i'll see you guys online all right see you online dude <laughs> All right. Peace. Oh, man. All right. Cool. Well, thanks again to Justin for coming on and hanging out with us. And yeah, to echo James, you know, congrats to him on all of the awesome stuff that he is doing and has done. I mean, you could tell just by listening to him talk. He's there's no fakery in anything that he was saying yeah. in the way that he comes across like he is a humble guy he's a super cool dude very very nice guy um <laughs> extremely happy for him i always sure. tell that story because like when i was first told he was coming out to california needed a place to stay and someone's like hey maybe justin can live with you and i was like you mean that one cocky braggadocious kid right, from right. new york i'm like ah well i might as well give it a shot or whatever and you know I know that there's a lot of people out there that have that have that kind of feeling about Justin that they think like, oh, he's just doing this because he's influencer or whatever. But I mean, he's a genuine guy. It, when, when he says sure. he likes a game, people are like, oh, he's just chilling. But dude, Justin likes a lot of things. <laughs> like you just hear him the way he talks about different animes and different games and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, he 
He's he's. I, I was surprised at like how genuine of a person he was when I first met him uh, and got to know him that way. And you know, like I said, I, I he's one of those players that I'll always stick up for, and I'm always uh, you know happy to see succeed. So, one hundred percent. All right. Well, let's move on to five five matchup. Sure. We're gonna start out with our own today before we get to the viewer questions. Because yesterday on the internet, Tubbleware and I were arguing about this. What True. counts as a fighting game <laughs> tournament major? Okay, see, oh. I, I had no idea where this came from. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. Why did we start I can tell you that? exactly where it came from, guys. Okay. I can tell you where this whole thing started. I tweeted out um, that Frosty Faustings was the only American major. And it was the last American major of 2020, right? Right. And now it looks like in 2022, it'll be the first major that everybody gets to go back to. It'll be like safe, you know, right. as far as tournaments announced at this time. And I had maybe three or four replies in there say, oh, but this tournament happened. And I'm like, that's not a major. Oh, this tournament happened. I'm like, that's not a major. Um, one person actually replied to me, a uh, Sam Show player, um, that, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, KIT happened. And Frosty's maybe has a few more people go. So I hit him with hard facts. Frosty Faustings 2020 had 1,757 entrants. And I think KIT had 581. I don't think those are comparable. So that's, I put that in our group chat and I was like, hey, this is, this, we should argue about this because I think that Frosty's is a major and the other tournaments not, you know, are mostly not in Frosty's level. Like, it's one of the top six most attended tourneys in the world. I mean, Frosty Faustings is, I think, was like the fourth highest tournament after Evo, Combo Breaker, and CEO, right? Like, I think it. it I, I, I think it was six. I, I, my six? my okay. guy, Rick, said oh, it was number six in the world. Okay. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll take, I mean, if somebody's going to know, it's going to be Rick. I'll take his word for it. Yeah, for sure. But for still, sure. top six in the world, that means is what? Evo, CEO, or Combo Breaker, maybe like final round or something, maybe something international. And, mm -hmm. and that's like. But still, like, these are big, big events, right? Um, so I think things like Anime Ascension and ECT, well, ECT is probably a major too, but things that aren't breaking a thousand entrants, I don't think those are majors. I just don't. But David has the argument that, well, maybe it's a major for X game. Like, maybe it's a major for Mortal Kombat. And see, I don't think it can be a major based on quality of opponent because by that definition any online event or any invitational could be considered a major you're getting you're getting out of yourself here you're getting out of yourself i'm explaining my argument you guys can figure it out after that i'm just saying <laughs> where i'm coming from so i feel like a major has to have at least 800 individual entrants i feel like that is the cutoff in my brain that i made up for me that yep. has to be 800 individual entrants are up to be considered a major event that's how i feel my position was that you can say that something is a major for a certain game and your position is that you cannot say that right that's not unless it has like i i i don't how, like in my opinion if there's thousands of mortal kombat players and only 112 of them show up. How can you call that a major? So for KIT, I do consider that a major for the NRS scene. And I don't know what the enter numbers are. I didn't look them up. But 
I would wager that among those, would you say 580 for KIT? My mm-hmm. guess is that half of those were playing MK. Like it's it is it is a it is one of the biggest events that happens for Mortal Kombat. Um, well, then you could say it's prestigious for Mortal Kombat, but that doesn't make the entire event a major. Is, is my argument. I'm not talking about individual games. Well, I, okay, but also know. I wasn't my argument either. My argument wasn't that it's a major. Period. My, my my I'm saying it's a major for Mortal Kombat. It's a major for the NRS games. So the the. What I'm viewing a major as basically changes game by game. I would say Evo is a major for all the games that it had. But I would also say that Evo, so you can just close the sentence because you don't need to finish it because they're all it's all major. Right. But for most tournaments, I think that's not true unless you really just want to say that there's three majors and it's Evo and CEO and Combo Breaker. But that's not correct, right? For almost every other tournament, there's there's a game that like makes it really count for that game and in fact there's other parts of the world there's tournaments here where you would say that it's a major for a specific game only but you you would definitely count it as majors i feel like that's that's the case for many things you, you would have said that final round is a major for tekken even back in the day right you and you wouldn't maybe have said that for other games you would have said that certain tournaments were major specifically for third strike or for cvs2 but other regions didn't care about those games so you know you you couldn't have the conversation that it was a major for everything, but definitely for some. And I feel like that's definitely still the case. There there are tournaments that only run Street Fighter V and their majors, or maybe they have Street Fighter V, etc. But there's such a drop off that for the other games you wouldn't say that it's a major. I, so I, I think that I think it has to be a little bit more complicated, and that it's it should be on a game by game basis. And I don't, I don't just mean that it's about whether the top players show up or not, because for KIT, that's not the case. They do show up there because it's considered a really big event, but also lots of players <laughs> for the NRS scene show up there. It's just a smaller scene than, you know, for Street Fighter V or for Tekken or whatever. It's not as big, so it's not going to not gonna have those numbers, but I definitely do think that you can say that it's a major for that game. Buddy. Games. Uh, I mean, from my perspective, uh, majors in fighting game, in the fighting game scene is less about numbers and games and whatever. And I think it's more just about reputation and tenure and just quality kind of a thing, you know, like I, that's kind of how I would judge it a little bit more. Cause you know, for example, like if you compare it to tennis, there's the four Grand Slam events, right? There's Wimbledon, Australian Open, U.S. Open, and the French Open. And, you know, those are just the four most important events there and largely due to tenure, history, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I, that's just kind of how I would judge it. You know, for me, something like Frosty Faustings is definitely a major right now because it's been there. It's, been, it's, it's a successful tournament. People repeatedly have a good time there. Uh, you can have some, you know, tournament that's just kind of small, not a lot of people go to for years. I wouldn't really count that as a major, but like something like KIT has started developing a reputation that people travel to. Maybe it's on the cusp of being a major. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to a KIT, so I haven't been able to feel the vibe of a KIT in person or anything like that. 
Something like first attack, definitely a major for me, even if first attack has smaller numbers than some other majors. But for the Puerto Rican scene, it's a consistency. It's a big event. It's something that the entire island finds important. You know, a lot of people travel to, et cetera, et cetera. For me, qualifying a major is, uh, unfortunately, it's not as scientific for me. You know, it's more kind of like a feel. <laughs> What a shock for me to say that it's more about a feel than it is about like scientific numbers and stuff. So uh, for for me, that's kind of how I, it would be reputation a lot. Reputation and, you know, confidence from players to go to this event that they're going to have a good time and have a well-run tournament. Obviously, I'm not saying it has to be flawless or anything like that, but, you know, it's just scope. It's just feel. When you're at an event that's a major, you kind of know it's a major. You know, it's like art. You can't describe it, but when you're there, when you see it, you know it <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so that, that's kind of how I feel about it. In so. conclusion, many <laughs> things can be a major. What though? 800 people? In what a bizarre conclusion. cutoff. In conclusion... Yeah, I, I just think you need to have a certain amount of entrance, man. I don't... Yeah, I mean, for me... I, 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 don't... I, I mean, I understand the prestige, but I think that's where the disconnect is. I, I think you shouldn't use the word major. You can't say it's a Mortal Kombat major. Say it's a prestigious event for Mortal Kombat. Say it's a prestigious event for Killer Instinct. Like, I know I'm nitpicking, but I think a major tournament needs to be major. There needs to be a major amount of people there. You can't, like have a 300 person event and call it a major that's not that's, that's not major that's that's minor that's that's regional that's, you know it's, it's not major it's, it's just they're not. all there for one game it does that does then great they had a 300 man bracket for one what if, game what yeah, if there's a 795 person tekken tournament and nobody else enters for any other game uh, it'll never happen unless it's only a tekken event unless it's only a tekken event arguendo Arguing, come on, man. No, I'm not, not gonna. I'm, gonna... Not, I'm not, no, I'm not hitting your straw man stuff. Get out of here. I'm not your what about. And what I mean, ifs. get out of let here. Me, let me lawyer you. No, uh, let me, let me say, all I'll say, uh, is that, um, uh, shoot, I, what are you doing, Jasmine? Stop it, stop it. What are you doing? Oh my gosh, she's destroying my chair. What have you done to oh, no. my chair? Um, uh, shoot, what the hell was I gonna say? <laughs> Stupid cat. Um, uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's tough for me because, you know, for B3, there were 60-some-odd people for that, Alpha That's 2. a different time, though, James. That's a whole different, different story. Right, yeah. right. Definitely, what I'm, numbers change, no, right. things progress. What I'm saying, the, the reason why I bring that up is that it's really hard for me to judge on numbers because having gone through the entire gamut, it's hard for me to just be like, you know what? Like, it's hard for me to move the goalposts when it comes to numbers. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. you, you seem the lowest end, you seem the highest Yeah, end, so, so I, 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 get I, I get where you're coming from, but for me, it's like, wow, how do you even pick a number? Because to me, if you have 300 people for one game at an event, that's freaking impressive. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> to me, I'm it, just it like, is. yeah, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know, so it's like, I, it's hard for me to like evaluate this year. 
I think we've gotten to 900 people for a major, you know, like it's hard for me to think that way because I've run the whole gamut. Obviously it changes from year to year as we keep growing, but that's kind of one of the reasons why I can't just go hard on numbers, I guess. So, okay. Yeah. There are definitely more 800 plus person tournaments and especially, you know, people are talking about Smash. Smash has its own set of majors for sure. I don't, maybe it's only CEO that overlaps as mm -hmm. far as other fighting games go. Uh, or Evo, Evo's you know still going to do that, um, but yeah, in general, I would say that they're that they're different. I, I don't know how many events in total have more than eight hundred people. It's not many, <laughs> but you know, fighting games and traditional fighting games, Smash, it's under ten, right? I mean, it's not it's not ten. Right. I don't know if it's under ten because Frosty's at seventeen, almost eighteen hundred entrants, and they're number six. So there could be okay. quite a few that actually have above 800. I don't think it's that ridiculous of a number I'm throwing out. I mean, okay. at this point in time, if we decide to judge by Brawlhalla numbers, nothing is a major. <laughs> Online Brawlhalla numbers, yeah. yeah. Amazing, so so super cool. 7,000 plus people. Man, I hope that happens for Strive, I really do. So cool. Uh, yeah, and look, I mean, it, it is it is online, and so it's not going to be the same as the number of people who will come offline. Right. But I don't want to make it seem like I'm downplaying that because that's an amazing number to have. Mm -hmm. Super, super great for that community. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and again, you know, like someone, people in the chat are talking about how the Smash community grades tournaments. There's some tournaments they determine as super majors. You know, I've often talked about right. FGC in tennis terms, and I would like to create kind of a Grand Slams kind of thing. But again, if I did that, you know, would it be based on numbers? Would it be based on reputation? I, I'm not sure. You know, that's the thing for I, me. It I mean, just... I feel if you're going to do that right now, it's obviously Evo, Combo Breaker, CEO, and then a fourth. Right. Mm -hmm. I think only the fourth one would be the hard one to pick. You know, probably. I mean, if it's America only, then it would be Frosty Faustings would be the fourth one. You know, what I mean, if it's America only. What about final round? You talk about prestige. Final round's been around for twenty plus years. Yeah, I mean, final round is a tough one because it's definitely had the ups and downs, right? I mean, there was that sure. one period of time that it got kind of almost unfairly criticized, you know, and uh, you know, it just it, it lost it. It was just, it was, oh man, I hate that situation so much. I still yeah. feel awful for Larry because Street Fighter V came out. He wasn't expecting that many people to show up to Street Fighter V on the first year. He's always been just this little hotel major. And yeah, it was overcrowded and there were problems. So the next year he shifted to a whole new venue. But because everybody complained about the previous year, nobody went. And it was just like, ah, oh, I was just one yeah. of those situations that makes me so sad. But yeah, I had like final round is one that in my heart I would definitely like to include just because of its prestige and reputation. So... All righty, let's move on. Okay. Polls, poll, poll questions here. That's right. We're going to be moving on to the viewer questions of the 5-5 matchup. Here we go. Since the FGC has the reputation of being, quote unquote, poverty, what are possible monetization methods developers can try for either budget on the dev side or pot bonuses on the community side without violating competitive integrity? Number two, will VTubers eventually play an important <laughs> role to promote fighting games to new players? A big one named Mori Calliope has been promoting Strive and Exer. Three, if the Street Fighter series were to have three-person teams like KOF, what do you think the teams might be? And if you had your choice, what would be your team? Number four, 
How do you think FGC messaging should balance the need for rollback netcode with the need to attend local tournaments after COVID? Especially for FGC newcomers who soon may be even less tempted to get their butts off the couch and participate in, on in offline events in a world with great netcode. Number five, Melee has the five gods. Do traditional fighting games have anything similar? Who do you think are the gods of Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter, Tekken 7, KI, and GG? Six, what do you think the most overlooked or underappreciated fighting game is? <laughs> well, here's the results. I'll tell you, when I saw this list and I saw how the initial voting was, I didn't even think about how to answer number three because it didn't look like it was going to get the votes. But that's what won by a huge... It's so rare <laughs> that one of these things actually gets a majority. It actually got 52% of the vote. Almost always it's the case that there's like a slight advantage. It actually blew everything else up. Right. Uh, so, number three, if the Street Fighter series were to have three-person teams like King of Fighters, what do you think the teams might be? And if you had your choice, what would be your team? This is a question that I don't think can be answered giving me no time. Because, let me tell you this right now, this kind of thing is something that I would be so obsessive over. Oh my god. Like, I, like, me and my brother grew up, like, categorizing things, putting things into groups, and, and, and doing these kind of things. We used to run CPU versus CPU tournaments in Alpha 3. And we put them into their initial teams and we were just so OCD about like who should be teamed up with who and like how it made sense. And eventually we had to tweak all the teams because one of them was winning too much. So we had to put like bad characters with the good characters to balance out all the teams and everything like that. And, you know, we still had to make sure we did it in a way that the teams made sense and stuff. And like, man, you, you, I, I could not answer this question without giving me at least like a week of prep time. <laughs> While you were doing all that, David and his brothers were playing the fart game, just yep. farting on each other's heads. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. Like, I'm obsessed with that. That's why I said if I ever made a rival schools game, you wouldn't be able to switch the characters on the team and stuff. Like, putting people into groups is just like, I mean, it's part of why, you know, a lot of the KOF 15 reveals has been fascinating for me. Why I got so happy that Kyo, Iori, and Chizuru are finally on a team together. Like, that, like, things like that make me too excited, you know, like, to, to think about those kind of things. Why I'd be like, dude, they should totally put it so that it's Joe, Andy, and Mai so that Terry can be with, you know, like, I get way too obsessive about these things. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm glad that this like excites you because I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, I, know, just, I couldn't care less. Completely melting away. Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, you gotta have some some obvious ones, I would think, right? You gotta have Shadowloo, which is maybe like Bison and Vega and Boxer. And maybe you gotta have Shoto's, which is Ryu and Ken, and then you can add any number of whatever to the third. Is it Goken? Maybe. Gotta be Goken. Is it Akuma though? Could be also. No way. Victim team with Akuma. <laughs> see? Maybe so see, Tubo's got some blood in this, right? So he's However, got... <laughs> I have no blood in this. <laughs> alright, alright. So who would Akuma's team be? Would it be Akuma and Evil Ryu and Kage? Kage? Yeah, what do you think about yeah. 
What do you think about inducting Violent Ken into the official lore? What do you think about that? <laughs> no, um, I can't wait. I hope they bring in 55 Kens and 87 different reuse. And I, you know what? Next Street Fighter, I wanted to be just like Dragon Ball Fighters. I wanted to be Oops All Ryu. <laughs> Grappler, Ryu. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I, maybe, maybe you got. Uh, I mean, Guile Dan. and Chun Li. Guile and Chun Li have to be on the same team, right? Okay, so Guile and Chun Li and Pre-Crisis Nash are all hanging out together, right? I, I see. I wouldn't even put Ryu and Ken on the same team. Like to me, <laughs> you would have to respect their rivalry and put them on opposite teams, you know? But it's They're a friendly, all best friends. It's a friendly rivalry. I think that has to be on the same team. It, it is a friendly rivalry, but that's why I feel like, you know, Ken and Ryu would be like, should we team up? Nah, let's make our own teams. Let's see which one of us can do better, you know, kind of thing. Now so. we're just writing fanfic. I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I, think they, I think they try to represent their school as best as they can by beating everybody else together. Well, then they would then they would have to put Dan on the team then, right? It would have to be Ryu, Ken, and Dan because Dan was part of that school for a brief period. Well, I think it's probably Goken. It's probably Goken there. <laughs> Dan and maybe Blanca, Blanca and Sakura. And yeah, Sakura it would have to be Dan, team. Blanca, yeah. and Sakura has to be a team. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a, that's a go. given. Uh, you got you got Zangief and Rainbow Mika. Or no. would it be Karin, Ibuki, and Nika, thanks to the Street Fighter V intricate story where Bison tries to block out the sun by gathering chess pieces, right? I mean, come on. James, is he really Mr. Burns in that yes, he, story mode? He, he is. He, he actually is. Wow. Bummer. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I was not even going to give that a laugh. He just is not <laughs> happy about this. story was so bad, dude. Oh, God. Uh, hmm. Fuerte with Geef and Mika. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know that I agree with that one. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that one. They're all wrestlers. You got... Well, I understand that. Yeah, but... Well, maybe. You got to have the final fight team of maybe Cody and I guess who's who's Street Fighter for Poison. this context Cody Guy Cody. Yeah, Cody yeah, yeah, yeah but and Poison I but they're no, not No you can't put Poison 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 I don't Yeah see so. Poison would go with Abigail and Sodom right like you Abigail have, and Sodom makes sense Sodom yeah. is never coming back to any Street Fighter game ever But he's on a team though he's on a team Yeah but Sodom but Sodom's it, not coming back because I think he, he has like similar Strider rights problem I think more than anything, oh, so I or maybe know. because his name is Sodom. Well, like, they... I'm sure that is part of <laughs> the problem. Okay, I mean, because it could be Cody Guy and either Lucia or Maki. Uh, you yeah, know... I was gonna say, yeah, who's Street Fighter, right? Like, is it is it Maki? Is it Hagar? Yeah, see, Hagar would never count. Could be Lucia. Yeah, Hagar would never count. I wouldn't. Ne I never want to see Hagger in a Street Fighter game. I never want to see Hagger in a. Street I Fighter hope game. Street Fighter Six is starring Hagger, only because he was former Street Fighter champion, and so I would like to respect the lore and leave him as a Street Fighter champion, and he never has to enter again. So you know. But what if What if he won in Street Fighter Six? I mean, that's the thing. He would have to be OP, right? He would just have to. Hey be man, OP. look. Sagat is former Street Fighter champion, and he's still in Street Fighter. 
Yeah, but got him. He's nailed him. No, but that I, that's not saying that I don't want former champions to not be. I just want Hager to retire as a champion. That's all top. it is. I just want him to go out on top. That's all it is. So. All right. So you got twelve and Necro and eleven. That's a team. God. Oh yeah, eleven's in a game now, kind of. Correct. Can we? Can we take that? You team? got Q and can, can, G. Can, can all the other teams beat up that team and steal their invitation so they never show up in any game again, like the American KOF team? <laughs> like, maybe that's literally the Oro, lore. Maybe Oro hangs out with Goken, actually. Maybe Goken doesn't play on Ryu and Ken's team. I mean, you could put Akuma... <clears throat> you could have Akuma... Oro and Gen team up as the old the, the as the assassins trying to you know who hate each other but they're all on the mm. same team. Okay, all right. This is a Tubbleware disinterestedly takes a I, drink of his I, drink. I, I, I like just you can't even fake it. I can't huh? even <laughs> you fake hate it, it so man. much. I, I I just it's just so unimportant to me in my brain. Uh, it's because if, if I played that game and they didn't let me just pick out three characters, then I wouldn't play that game. Like Dude. if they if they made me pick these teams, there's no way I want to play that. See, game. that's the it, reason it's actually, why it's actually so funny how disinterested you are, though. Yeah, that's actually. <laughs> Sorry, what I, I, I was trying for a bit, and it's, it's not in my heart, man. That's that's <laughs> the other reason why I wouldn't want to put Ryu and Ken on the same team because then you would basically have the same character-ish, you know, you know, twice. You'd have two Shotos on the same team. And yeah. I, I just don't think that would be fun. But I guess in theme, in theme, since there always is the Shoto character, having a team of nothing but Shotos for a Shoto fan to play would kind of make sense, so. Okay, what about Sean? Does Sean play on Team Shoto, or does he play on Team Matsuda? Matsuda, or what is Matsuda for sure. But who would be yeah, the third like person? Who would okay, be the third who... person? I don't know, man. You're asking, <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. I, I don't know. I mean, when you played Street Fighter 2, it said that Blanco was from Brazil. Maybe they're all Brazilians hanging out together? Yeah, but Dan, Sakura, Blanco are yeah, best pals. You, no can't, you can't break that team up at I'm all. I'm just reeling you back in here. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Our team, I'm trying to participate. I'm trying to be one of the guys. I'm trying. Oh, actually, you know what it would be? What you would probably just want to do is probably put, um, uh, uh, what was it? Ah, oh, shoot. Ah, oh, never mind. Okay. I, I completely lost that thought. Okay. Never mind. Um, what about, T what about Dalsum? He has, he's a pacifist, right? Who also is a fantastic fighter. Who would he be paired up with? Maybe Rosen Manat? Kind of on the, you know, the, 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 the spiritual side. Yeah, the spiritual good guys or something like that. Oh, okay. Kind of interesting. See, like, this is what I mean. Like, this is how my brain goes. Like, I just start thinking about this and I get, like, super excited about these kind of things. Maybe it's awesome in T-Hawk, huh? Interesting. Well, T-Hawk, I think, I, well, they changed the lore on that because originally Julie was supposed to be the girl from his tribe, but I think they changed the lore on that. So, um, someone said, according to the comics, it would be Sim, Sagat, and Oro. That's a weird one. I don't know anything about the Udon comics, okay? That is a weird one. Yeah. 
Like, you can't put Rose Monat and Bison, because Rose and Monat are soul power, which is the exact opposite of psycho power. They're yeah. literally antithetical to each other, so... <laughs> Echo CD is right. <laughs> My next stream is just going to be here being like, how would I group these? Dude, I'm 100% doing this. You should do that. I'm 100% doing this as a stream now, dude. I'm, do it. I'm do 100%. it. That would actually make great YouTube I'm going to take you every Street Fighter character in the you history need to get a of board. Street Fighter. Yes. And, and yes. You need I'm, to get like a board to put behind you, James. And you can just, you know. I'm going to create a virtual board, dude. Like, and then do I'm going to drag it around on stream. I want to see this. I'm definitely yeah, going to do that. this, dude. Oh, my that actually God. Would be Even though I'm not interested in lore, I like seeing things. I like people. I like to watch people talk about things they're passionate about. Even if I don't have any interest. <laughs> so to see passionate about it would be way more entertaining than me sitting here dude. going, why do I care who Ryu and Ken would fight with? So yeah, that makes sense. Here's the here's the interesting thing, right? Like, I don't know how many people in the chat are like this too. Like, me and my brother have opined the fact, and I have even thought about going and trying to write this as an app, as a mobile app, where you can just create a list and throw things into group, and throw things into groups and lists. And I wanted to call the app the OCD list. Is basically what I wanted to call it. <laughs> I like. I don't know how many people love that doing this kind of thing like me and my brother do. Uh, I don't know if I, like people would love something like that. You know, oh man, it's sort of like a tear maker. Yeah, yeah. Data structures the app basically. Yeah, because my brother does a this with a lot. He does it with music. He does it with movies. I mean, when we used to play with Transformers. We paired up every Transformer with someone else. Like, every Transformer came in a pair. Like, I still remember, like, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker are the obvious ones. You know, uh, like, I think it was, like, Blue Streak and Prowl because, you know, they're the same model. But, like, every Transformer, all the way through, like, Generation 4 and 5, we were making pairs for them. And we had an official spreadsheet uh, on not spreadsheet, it was like a it was the database program on AppleWorks on our Apple 2GS where we listed every transformer in their pairs that we assigned for them and so, like this is I have taken all of the Mega Man weapons and put them into categories of four. I have like this shit is like completely what I am obsessed I don't, with. You, dude. you should just this is your new stream thing. You're this, welcome. Absolutely, it's just the uh, running. <laughs> Weekly topic. Should, yeah, like one day a week you should be doing this. For sure. Absolutely agree. Absolutely for sure. agree. Oh, have, you, have you guys ever written fanfic? I, I absolutely am not that level of nerd. I have... I never will be. <laughs> All right, cool guy. What about you, James? I have never actually written fanfic, but if you ask me if I've come up with backstories for a lot of things or my own explanation of stuff, hell yes. <laughs> I've never actually sat down. Actually, I did. I wrote fanfic for Romance of the Three Kingdoms one time a long time ago because my brother was playing Romance of the Three Kingdoms and goofy shit would happen in, in his game. And so I would take the shit that happened in his game and write it as a Romance of the Three Kingdoms chapter in the style that the actual books are written. Like, I would intentionally try to write it that way. Every chapter in Romance of the Three Kingdoms ends with a two-line poem, and I would even put a two-line poem at the end of it and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, like, I was obsessed cool. with that kind of shit, so. I've only done two things that I would say are fan fiction-y. 
One is that I went through a phrase of being really into classical Chinese poetry, and you can kind of like turn those into fanfics in a little way, just based on how the the ways that they're written are a little bit open for interpretation. Huh. You can interpret that in interesting ways. And then I also uh, I wrote a whole story for Avatar for Blue Avatar. Blue Avatar. I was super into it. Look, that was you were into Avatar. <laughs> I was super into it. Bro, we were like adults then. <laughs> Okay, here's what happened. I was definitely in my 20s. Uh, I, w I was dating this girl I really liked, and then she dumped me. And then the like, next day I went to go see Avatar. It just happened to work out like that. And it like meant something to me in a way that I don't think it would have otherwise. It was oh, like no. it was definitely just like a particular day and time. Oh and, no, David! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I went to go see it five times in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> you can never call Spielberg a hack again. Spielberg is your favorite, uh, dude. Spielberg. It's just one of those times, dude. You know, who sometimes, the sometimes hell? You see something. Who the hell out there would ever call Spielberg a hack? Anybody dares call Spielberg Listen, a you hack? You little sneaky devil. I will, I will come at you if you call Spielberg a hack, dude. I anyway. will tell you right now, James Chen, that Adam Keats Hart thinks that Steven Spielberg is a hack. Oh. And you guys can argue about that next time you see each other. Oh, man, dude. I'm going to sick my brother on him, dude. Like, I'm literally going to sick my brother, who is the cinephile of cinephiles. And he will explain why Steven Spielberg is not a hack for sure. Well, well, well. Oh, yeah, Avatar was. Well, well. Anyway, I uploaded yeah. that story to fanfiction.net, and I'll have you know it got a lot of great <laughs> feedback. Great positive feedback. So good job to me. Good job, Moving man. on. Yeah, thanks, everybody. That's it oh, for the Tuesday show tonight. That's <laughs> such a good story. Oh, oh dear Lord. Okay. My cheeks right. are from smiling. Drop the link. I haven't looked at that in since whenever that happened. Ten years, eleven years. Uh, it probably it probably still exists unless they delete things. I don't know. Did you did you submit it as Ultra David? <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, <laughs> everybody, Google this right now. Oh no! Find it. Find the fan fiction. It's it's very plausible that I did. I really don't remember. Oh man! I you know, you back when you come up with this username and you don't realize you're gonna eventually become known on the internet. You know, you're just yep. like, yo, Sir Serp is already on it. Oh no! And people are gonna find out my old fan fiction. I mean, whatever. Cool. <laughs> I used to I used to write and publish more stuff than I do nowadays. It was cool. It was a fun time. All right, let's go on to the next one here. Number two. Oh, number two is number one. <laughs> Since the FGC has the reputation of being poverty, what are possible monetization methods developers can try for either budget, dev side, or pot bonuses, community side, without violating competitive integrity? What are possible monetization methods hmm. without violating competitive integrity? I feel like we're already doing a pretty good job of this. I, I, and I think Dude, a huge part of this hang is- on, Hang on a second. If anyone does find that fanfic, I will 100% read the whole thing on the stream in beautiful narrative voice. Are, are, in, are you going to do the voices? In complete seriousness 
And yeah, I will yeah, try to do. Are you can do the characters' uh, voices, though. I mean, I would have to watch the movie again to remember how they sound. But then, yeah, I think it's actually pretty dark, if I recall correctly. I think they're like people die and stuff. I don't think it's like a happy one. Oh, okay. I'm told, uh, dude. I will read it w with no irony, and I think that would be amazing. So. All right. Yeah. Well, you let me know if that happens. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that we actually do already do a pretty good job of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, and it's Macharino. Macharino is the thing that that brings it together, because the the stuff that before we're kind of depending on just people entering a lot, right, getting the actual pot bonus, the um the pots themselves, right, trying to raise it up by having a lot of people enter, or having pot bonuses from developers from rights holders. Those are basically like the two other models that we've done, more or less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now with Macharino. We we do we crowdfund pretty well and and regular weekly events are doing yeah. hundreds thousands sometimes like pretty often. Yeah. I mean, uh, which is great, but this, yeah, I, th I think we are doing it. But I think that this is specifically for devs, right? What can devs do? That's that's one that's one side of this. So, what are possible monetization methods developers can try for either budget, dev side, or pot bonuses, community side without violating. Um, yeah, okay, I guess that's one way to read, to read it, is that it is more about the, the devs. So, the devs, I mean, they are raising money, well, at least when we had, like, in-person for big Pro Tours. Yeah. Uh, they were getting sponsors to increase prize pots. Like, it's not just the case that they were putting in their own money, they were trying to recoup that stuff by having mm -hmm. sponsors, or they were trying to increase the prize, the prize pot by having sponsors. And one thing that's been done a few times that should be doing more often but is great is selling specific stuff in game that gets to the prize pots right yeah. that increases the prize pots so some games have done that where you buy a certain costume or you buy a season pass or whatever and some percentage of that goes to the the actual like player pots that's yeah, been great yeah. too some of those have been really really successful yeah i mean the the ki one they had for shago a long long time ago raised a ton of money for AI World Cup, so right. for sure. Yeah, I think those work really well. Um, I mean, I just yeah. Capcom's done that, NetherRealm's done that, yeah. Iron Galaxy did that, slash Microsoft, whatever. Yeah, th there's a few examples of that for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, good ways for them to do that, and I just think it's just going to take a little bit more creative, just to try to create ways to, I mean. For example, like obviously for Street Fighter V, it's been an interesting situation because, you know, they have very specific costumes, whereas something like Tekken has, you know, you could just put stuff crazy together however you want. Akuma in the bathtub with the rubber duck, you know, kind of thing like that, you know. Um, you know, you just kind of want to... I've talked about, for example, having specific win poses that you could, you know, get for, for like, DLC or making it so that, you know, Ryu throws a beach ball instead of a Hadouken or something like that just for fun, you know. As long as it's cosmetic, that's the important way to do it, right? We don't want to do yeah. it in a way that it affects, like the question said, that it affects the actual gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, we want something that just allows people to either troll or to be... I mean, like, David would 100% probably have bought that Honda Turtle costume if it was, you know, like... <laughs> I think I did buy the Honda Turtle Did costume. you buy it? Oh, okay, there you go. It so. wasn't... Yeah, because I had it before 
they give you all the costumes. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. okay. There you go. So you know, I think like that's that's kind of the uh, the way that you got to do it, right? It, it's you don't go for everybody you try to just go for stuff for those people like we talked about it last week with the whole whale model and stuff like that you know those yeah. that's kind of the important way to do it i think so yeah nrs uh, did it mentioned that before i i really like the the stuff that they did what was it um a certain shader in injustice if i recall correctly and in mkx they did it for the it was it the weird scorpion color no i don't remember which one they did it for but or was it sub-zero Anyway, whatever. They did it with some outfits and it was really successful. Yeah. Really helped. Yeah. I uh, I wish that they would maybe instead of having having certain items that go towards the prize pot, I kinda wish that all DLC for a season had mm. like, you know, five percent or whatever of right. the profits taken out to give to the prize spot, I think that would give more for the players. Yeah. Uh, however, I really doubt the devs would go for that. Well, yeah. I, it wouldn't <laughs> be know? the it wouldn't be the devs so much as the the higher ups, right? You'd have to right. convince them that that would be worth it. And again, you know, for companies like Capcom, for most of these companies, tournaments come out of advertising budget, right? And that that's basically what it is. And so yeah. you'd yeah. have to somehow convince them to have you know, this whole entire portion of the profits of a game go, like, yeah. they, the reason why they have those support CPT DLC packages that Street Fighter V does have is because it's something that they've crafted specifically for that, and, you know, it's thematic to it and all these things like that, and they've planned it out, and corporation red tape, and, you know, chain of commands. Well, I, mean, I think you can still God. do those things, and, you know, also just take... Yeah. A small percentage from all DLC and put it towards a pot at the end. Yeah. But it, like I, I said, they advertised that and told people that that's what they were doing. People would buy more DLC, and it's not limited to something you might not like. You know, maybe, like maybe, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think it'll happen. I just think it'd be cool if it did. Right. Yeah. Again, like I said, I think it'd be cool if that happened. But it's just, it just comes down to convincing project managers and stuff yeah. like that, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I think Peter makes an interesting point that it's seems unlikely that strive can do that because costume stuff the, yeah their costumes just i guess i don't know how they how it works right necessarily it's, it's part but... of the model it's part of the model itself mm-hmm. well so it's not, not it's you're not, not even... clothing on top of a model well i mean they could change the clothes but the reason why it's harder to do for them is because every scene is manually posed so the nice thing about street fighter the reason why you could create custom things is because when you create a custom costume, you create a ribbon on them and you flag it as a certain weight, you flag it as a certain effect of gravity and the physics take over for it. Guilty Gear doesn't have that ability because everything is posed exactly in every angle. So for every costume they make, they're essentially having to make a completely brand new character again for every pose to make sure the costume looks right. So it's a little bit kind of tougher that way. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what I meant by the the, the costume as part of yeah. the model. Like, you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't separate that. So yeah, you have to redo the complete animation. Right. But I think that's why they created the lobby system that they did. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can definitely customize those pixelized lo- pixelized icons. And like I said, I, I like the idea of that because I would like to have that as stuff that you can bet against each other, you know, for like grudge matches and stuff like that. And I think that would be really fun. But unfortunately the lobby is implemented very poorly and everybody hates it 
Indeed. Well, we got the game delayed, so hopefully they fix it. <laughs> Sir Serpa thinks that my fan fiction is titled, uh, somebody's name on there, I guess, is Avatar Setting Fire to My Fart by Lovely Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. There it is. I mean, you got it. You got me. Oh, no. I'm surprised that isn't yours, dude. Oh, man. I, you know, I don't think it was titled anything like that. I, I, I mean, again, my memory of it is that it's not funny and that it's like quite dark, but I, Very serious. I don't really remember that. Super There's well. definitely a love story in there that doesn't work out. It seems very plausible. I don't remember, though. Or maybe it does work out because you're trying to write what you wanted to happen. Yeah, Dude, at that that's time. totally. I could see that actually. <laughs> yeah. Except there's a character in there that's the name of the girlfriend that dumped you, and she definitely <laughs> dies. She definitely gets killed in the most tragic way possible. So, uh. nah, I didn't hate her. I was bummed, but well, you know, I wasn't out there to be mad <laughs> all right all right all right let's move on to <laughs> the next stuff we're out of here enough about my weird history i can't believe you guys brought up fan fiction for no reason and then i had to unfortunately tell my story you were kept prodding me to and i finally yeah did. yeah we definitely that's my <laughs> memory of you. yeah you, you got it congratulations everybody okay all right let's move on to the next oh, topic so let's talk about <sighs> kof 15 yuri is in the game no What'd surprise you think about the trailer, what do you think about her team or whatever? I don't know. It's well, that's the thing. We had Joe and then Andy, so everyone was expecting Terry. And then everyone was thinking, or they could try to throw us off and put Mai on the team instead and put Terry on a dip. And then Yuri came out and all of us were like, what? So uh, she's not on the team officially. And we weren't even sure if we were going to get a trailer because the previous trailer didn't say see you next week like all the other trailers did. But they did reveal one and it was Yuri. So obviously they're releasing them in whatever order they feel like. And we can't expect them to be in team orders or anything like that. I mean, uh, I used Yuri when I tried to play KOF 13 and 14. Uh, I have no attachment to Yuri. I only liked her because of how she played in CVS. And so like, I was like, well, she's a character I know of, so I'll play her. Like I That's why I played Benny Maru on my team for KOF 13 and 14 as well, because I liked playing A-Groove Benny Maru in CVS too. Um, she looks way too anime for me in that game. I don't know. It's just, it's creepy and weird for me. But like, uh, she, I don't know. She looks kind of bizarre to me. But at the same time, uh, it's interesting. She doesn't look particularly revelatorily changed. You know what I mean? She seems pretty faithful to what Yuri is. So, yeah. The only thing that stood out to me about that trailer is that in the beginning part of it, they like go through the stage a little bit. And I thought that was cool because stages in previous KOF games are super good. Yeah. Right? Like, like that's like one of the things that they're, they do super well historically is having cool looking stages. And the other stages that I've seen so far, like if you look at them closely, they kind of look interesting, but they didn't like go through the stage in the same way. Right. And I like that. I think yeah, that was a I mean, cool little beginning part. One of the one of the stages is Southtown Beach, which is huge for a lot of the the Fatal Fury fans out there, and just you know the lore heads out there, because you know it's referencing old backgrounds and all things like that. Southtown Beach has definitely been a background before, and that one, the new one that you mentioned, is the Pow Pow Cafe, which uh, which two of the Fatal Fury characters apparently work at. 
one of them being Bob from like Fatal Fury 1 and so he's in the background like he's clearly in the background but all of the the cafe also oh, has God. the masks that seem to reference the world heroes mask guy you know or something like that so uh yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> hey thank you to antiparticle for gifting a sub to sir serpa and then also thanks to sir serpa for gifting a sub out to grokthar 93 nice okay okay wait someone did someone said that they found an author ultra in definitely 2010s. that seems like it could be me yeah that, i don't know because that, that, that was your xbox live account wasn't it i'm pretty I, sure it was it seems very plausible you wrote four I really stories hope, I wrote four stories i don't remember writing four stories i mean four again maybe stories david i don't think i wrote four stories but again it was a long time ago at this point I don't know. Anyway, yeah, check them out. Maybe that's me. <laughs> I really am not sure. <laughs> oh, man. The internet never forgets, man. Yeah, oh, no, I think that's pretty awful. cool, actually. All right, so next thing. Uh, in Them's Fighting Herd, so Shanty is going to be coming out on March 25th. They have version 2.0 of TFH coming out on March 25th, in fact. Um, Shanty the Goat. And they showed this character off. I feel like half a year ago, maybe longer than that. But she wasn't done. At that time, she looked super cool. She's a run character. She's got all this like funky mix-up, dodge stuff going on. Really interesting, unusual-looking character. Um, she looks really cool. They're also going to be adding native Linux support. They'll have Mac support as well. That's cool. That's going to be on March 25th. Yeah, I think that's super sick. That game's awesome. I highly recommend that people check it out. <laughs> David, what? Please go to the link and let. What us, is it? Me? Let it. Let us know if this it. looks familiar to you at all. I'm looking at it. The timeline fits. Join January fifth, twenty ten. <laughs> the timeline fits. Timeline fits, dude. Authors written four stories. There's a poem. You were talking about how you're really into poems earlier. I used to write. Yeah. A lot. Um. I really don't remember. It's again. It seems plausible, but I'm not sure. I'll I'll read through it. Maybe it reminds me. But cool. Now I'm excited to check it out. You know, people are not <laughs> gonna let this go, right? So you're gonna have to read this, and we're gonna have to find out. I will so. definitely check it out, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if it's me. I'm not sure if any of it's gonna jog the memory either. I guess we'll see. Oh man. Okay. That's Jake. That's Jake. If that body dies, Jake is dead. Oh, are you reading little, it? Is it that's weird? That's a little excerpt <laughs> from the We Are Human preview. Well, I'm going to definitely bookmark this right now. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. I really hope that's that's yours. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. David is looking more red than he normally does on stream right now. So, you know. Oh, I mean, I think this is sick. Okay. I'm looking forward to reading it later. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right, yeah. That's it for Shanty. Again, that's going to be March 25th that version 2 comes out. It's a really good game. She looks like a cool character. Yeah. Check it out. It's cool that, you know, they're they're getting more characters added in there and everything. So let's let's keep going with that. I mean, it's it's cool. It's really cool to see. Street Fighter 5. 
Remember those fan vote jury costumes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're coming up. <clears throat> you bought them, you said? Is that what you just said? No, I said, I said what about them? Oh, they're happening. Oh, okay. Is what it is. Uh, hey, James, can you can you go to the run of show? Do you have the and... link to them? Yeah, I have them on there. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to... See if you could put both of them up side by side because you can you can see what they did with the fan vote originally and then also on the uh, on the like final right. Street Fighter Five versions. Okay, let me do kind of cool. Do, do, do. Let's go over here. Let me add source. <laughs> That's a good idea, Converse. browser here like so so this is one of them yeah here's what they did this is the final product mm-hmm. Ooh. i don't and know then, if that was an approval noise or a disgusted noise i mean you know i don't know yep there you go there's some costumes and they're coming out if you like jury you can buy them <laughs> I mean, I wa- I was just was hoping that you'd put up the originals. Is what I was. Where's the originals? Aren't they there? Did I forget to put them there? Did you? Did, yeah, oh, did it's you... right there. Oh, let me see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So here's the originals. So here's one of the originals. So that's this one right here. So here's the original design, and here's how she looks. And yeah, it's really faithfully re- re- represented, isn't it? I think it's pretty cool. Like, they did a pretty good job. No, they I didn't. mean, that that character, like, as we discussed at the time, that's not actually how Jury, like, stands. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it looks pretty faithful, actually. <laughs> yep. You're dang right, Prosody. Definitely still using uh, uh, Winamp. <laughs> then the other costume here which is that one would be this costume so there you go yeah i mean like i said it's it's actually really cool to see how well they faithfully recreated these you know what i mean like they it, you, sometimes you wonder that they would like oh we're gonna modify it a little bit because we want to do this or whatever but no this is like like all the way down to the the leggings and the shoes are exactly the same. You yeah, know, the, work. the words written on her coat are exactly the same. Even the little armband is exactly the same. It's actually kind of neat and impressive that they were able to do this. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, man, we ended up taking more time today than I thought. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, uh, way more time, David. Hot dang! All right, well, hurry it up already. Someone has get... to work in the morning. I hear you. I mean, I do too. To be clear, ninety, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, let's get to community news then. Sure. So right off the bat, Nairo, we talked about. There's a 
sort of campaign to unban him from things that he was hoping people would go for. Um, we discussed this, but, I, and again, I'm not really going to take a position on this, but like he may not have done the stuff that he was accused of having done. And if that's true, like he shouldn't probably be banned. Um, so some big smash things are doing that now. So two GG and collision gaming, two really big smash, um, event organizers hmm. have lifted bans on him. Um, yep. Interesting. They're also uh, Nairo's really hoping that Twitch will unban him as well. That hasn't happened yet. I don't know what the state of that is, but anyway, yeah, that that is happening. Yeah, for for me, it's going to be really interesting to see how Twitch responds because Twitch isn't going to do anything without going as far deep legally as possible, right? They mm. are. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, a cat. <laughs> hi. But they're not going to go in. They're not going to make a decision without like doing everything possible and 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 exhausting all the information. If Twitch comes out and decides to unban Nairo, I guess that they found that there's enough evidence that you know he is. Obviously, if he is guilty, then yeah, keep him banned, and he should he hundred percent should stay banned. Uh, but if it turns out that you know he's more victim than you know. Than, than the actual assaulter, then, you know, it's a different story. Again, no judgment on what the ruling is from my part because I don't know enough about it, but Twitch's response to it is going to be the interesting part because they're not, they're not going to do it without any sort of legal investigations and such. Yep, yeah. sounds right. Yeah, by everything you guys said. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I don't know what this is, but there's going to be some grappler player meeting. I don't know. It's between Koji Kog, FAB, Kichipamu, and Hayao. So is, is Harper players... included in that too? Dang. <laughs> Future member Harper Wong. Let's go Harper the grappler, dude. The I'll Harpler. Let it happen. I, I know that Justin's going to be a great father and he won't let that happen. The Harpler, oh dude. It's all, it's all about that. That will be on March 20th at 8pm Japan time. And again... I don't know what they're going to talk about or like what this is really about, but it's going to be like, dun, da, 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 and they're just going to throw pies at each other and get the tiny cars. And that would be so great. Who <laughs> would actually approve of that? <laughs> that would be that's genius. All it's gonna be. I hope that's what it's going to be. Now I'll be disappointed if not. <laughs> um, so Carolyn uh, Dow, who has been working at, Capcom, as on the community side for uh, some years at this point, has announced that she's going to be leaving Capcom. I don't know what's next for her. She didn't say that, but she is going to be out of there. Yeah, I agree with James. Yeah, she's been yeah, a, a really important figure, I think, for the scene to have somebody who is as engaged in the scene as she is. I mean, she sure. was, you know, FGC head way before working for, Cap for Capcom. It's like a big part of her life. Um, so... Yeah, she was a great person to have in that kind of position, naturally. Like, you want to have somebody who's as engaged with the community as she has right. been. So I don't know who's coming in after or what's happening or anything like that, but I think that's of note. I hope things continue to go well at Capcom. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it, one good thing about that probably is now Alex Myers will probably be more allowed to do certain things, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Ooh, that's a really good idea, Fonte, who suggests interviewing her. 
Oh, that's this a good program. idea. That's a good idea. Let's see if we can get I'll reach out. Yeah, okay. I mean, obviously, out. it's not going to be some expose. Like, tell us all the dirty secrets. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah We're yeah. going to gotcha journalism. The shit <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just be like, hey, we just want to interview you about, you know, your uh, relationship with Alex and, you know, your <laughs> times at Capcom. And, and then when she shows on here, so tell us everything about, you know. It's... Oh, no, I don't want to do anything like that. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. no, no. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> you know, but you know, obviously, it is very sad because, uh, you know, she having someone so in touch with the community, and you know, having grown up with it, she was doing organization stuff long before she was with Capcom, and it's one of the reasons why yeah. she got the job. You know, so uh, you know, it was it, it, it it's unfortunate, but you know. Uh, Whatever she's got planned in the future, if she's got something all lined up and stuff like that, you know, pretty sure she's going to be able to kill whatever it is that she's going into, so. Yeah, I mean, her tweet said that she was on to the next thing already, so. Yeah, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad that she had something lined up, but. Yep. 100%. will certainly be missed. I do want to see what happens with Alex next, like you said, because he's not going to be tethered to maybe not saying some stuff that he wouldn't, you know, would have well, maybe gotten his... I'm more concerned about things in trouble for like, you know before. I I don't know anything offhand, but I always wonder like, would Alex Myers even be allowed to go on to something like Street Fighter League because of his relationship with somebody yeah, at like, Capcom? Yeah, nepotism, right? Because I mean, like, remember when Combo Fiend joined Capcom, he wasn't allowed to enter any more tournaments for any Capcom games and stuff like right. that. You know, I just wonder if there was any sort of things like that that were preventing Alex Myers from mm -hmm. entering certain events and stuff like that, which that, that's what I meant from what I was talking about with, with Myers, you know? Like I said, I don't know yeah, anything. Sure. This is just, again, me knowing companies and me knowing how, you know, red tape works and everything like that, so, yeah. All right, all right. Um, Shout-outs to Bandai Namco for their tweet against uh, the anti- Asian and Asian American hate crimes that are happening way too often mm -hmm. nowadays. They had a good tweet on this. Um, so I just yeah. wanted to give them props for taking that public stance. Yeah. Good work. I mean, I like, I can talk about this topic for a long time, but I just, sure. yeah, I don't. It's obviously a very important topic to me, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll 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 save it for another time or one of my own streams, <laughs> if need be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to shout them out. I think that's. Good. I mean, so I um, mean, people asking. So, uh, just after the uh, outbreak of COVID, and uh, a lot, and then uh, a lot of anti-Asian hate crimes. Uh, have been occurring in our country in case some people don't know. I don't know if that's what Kyrie means when he asks what happened, but you know, there have just been a giant uptick. Like there was some old lady yeah. who was just shoved down and hit her head on like one of those yeah, male things and she had to get like, it, there was a, a, an Asian family that was literally, I think, stabbed or shot at a Costco because some guy thought that they were going to give him COVID. You know, things like that. Like, that has just been running rampant around the country recently. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we had a president who called it the China virus and yep. wanted to incite violence. It's mm -hmm. almost like that happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure did. Absolutely. Like I said. Uh, I don't know this. Oh, oh. Are you going to... No, I was about to say, I can go on about this for a long time, so maybe yeah. one of my own streams, I'll definitely do that. Good, so. yeah, I'd love to hear you talk more about it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not sure what this story is about. Marco Polo has been banned from all Sam Show events. Yeah, so this just came out today. Aru posted this, and uh, through careful investigation and through the uh, talking to a lot of the heads of the Sam Show community, uh, they have determined that Marco Polo has exhibited uh, questionable behavior, done a bunch of bad things before. Uh, he just got second place in a tournament that oh, wow. he seeded and put everybody who's he's ever lost to in other pools and stuff like that. And people have done the research and kind of figured this out. He has promised people money in situations where he has never paid out to people. He's also been very hateful to people on some uh, discords or something like that. But they've huh. just kind of determined wow. that he's not doing good things in the community and he's running events and they have basically banned him and will no longer support any of his events. And like I said, this was big investigation thing. A bunch of people dug deep into it and they've all kind of come together. You can see in the document that uh, Aru tweeted, there's a whole link of everybody who was involved and signed off on it. A lot of community heads like Andy OCR and, and you know a lot of other people out there. So basically, uh, and you know, he, and apparently Marco Polo, and again, this is all reading from the doc, so this is not my own personal opinion, but apparently he hasn't really done much to live up to any sort of apologies or he's just disappeared and just doesn't talk about things or, you know, like, there's just not a lot of defense on his part is basically what all it right. sounds like. So, yeah. Damn. Sorry to hear that, but it uh, sounds like the right decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Yeah, there you um, go. Muckmaster boy. put the put the tweet into the chat right there, so you can read all about it over there. But apparently, yeah, he's he's no longer welcome in any of the Sam Show events out there. So, oh, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Also, bad news in Brazil: a young player named uh, Gennaro has passed away from COVID at age 21. Mortal Kombat player in that scene there, who has had success. I mean, that's not the most important. Thing about this guy but you know he was of but a talented player mm -hmm. and had done well but again 21. super young 21 years old that's that's terrible yeah. i um, mean people so, people uh, r.i.p to gennaro yeah the yeah, the, the covid deniers out there who are you know it's only one percent two percent rate or whatever dude it's the, millions of people millions of people man it is millions of people it's, unfortunately it's, yeah it's we we gotta nip this thing in the bud, dude. So please, again, you know, keep wearing your masks, keep social distancing out there, please, 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 please. It's not over yeah. yet, even though we have the yeah. vaccine. Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but we need to get to the end of the tunnel first. Yeah, exactly. I like I like the phrasing. Yep, yeah. I think that's right. And then what is the deal with GTA so, mod? GTA mod, there. I mean, this has nothing to do with fighting games, but kind of tangentially related when you hear the story. Someone out there figured out a mod to improve loading times for GTA online. And Rockstar paid him $10,000 and put it into their game officially. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, uh, it's very similar to like what we saw from the, the, the rollback net code on, uh, on Guilty Gear Accent Core plus R, right? Yeah. You know, it's very similar to that kind of thing. They're like, oh, you're working. Oh, well, let's just, and, and, and what's interesting about this is I think this is starting to set an interesting precedent. Like this is something 
that I think that companies are going to have to start looking into more. And so if something like the Altimore patch comes out, maybe with this kind of precedent, you know, and, you know, obviously this is probably going to be happen a lot more with uh, U.S. companies, but that's why it's great that Arxis did it with Guilty Gear. But maybe, you know, the Japanese companies can start looking into this. And if someone and if people can find fixes like that, you know, company like maybe there's more of a kind of a law precedent. Maybe this becomes something that people are more familiar with. So there's an easy process to go through it to just be like, okay, cool. Thanks. We'll put it in our official product. Here's a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice if that happened with something like the Altimore patch, you know? Honestly. It would be. It would have been. Yeah. This isn't the first time. I mean, this is a 20, oh, I'm sure longer than that. First time I'd heard about it was 20 years ago. Um, so this, this kind of stuff has been happening. It's just, unfortunately, one significant example in our particular scene went the opposite <laughs> way right. with the Altimore patch. Yeah. Yeah. Sure did. Bummer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> womp womp. Okay, all right. Um, we had some tournaments that you wanted to talk about. Look, there's actually a lot of stuff here. If you can go through this in two minutes, that's cool. But yeah, uh, uh, there's also we one. Get out of here, also. There's also one more thing that I forgot to add to this as well. Uh, I'll just add it to here, and we'll talk about it real quick. Um, the uh, there was a Smash World Tour tournament. So remember, the Smash World Tour was announced. Uh, last year, but it was canceled uh, due to COVID and all that stuff like that. But uh, they finally had their first event here. Uh, it looks like it was a Mexico qualifier uh, that you have written down here. And it was uh, uh, almost 350 players oh, yeah. signed up for this. And uh, cool. it was not won by MK Leo. MK Leo actually got second place. And uh, Spargo with Cloud took first place. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, these other tournaments here, I know Doc Fugu, a.k.a. Fugu Tabete, uh, Tabete, I think, is in the chat, uh, sent me all this information, but a couple of really, really big tournaments happened in Japan uh, recently. So the Shinobism Tokyo Offline Party number four uh, took place. There was 107 teams. So like uh, 321 competitors in there. And like the team of Itsuki, uh, Itazan and Akira won that tournament. Second place, for example, was Yaichi Mochi, Gachikun, Santaru. Third place was Kichipamu, or Kichipa, uh, oh, uh, what is that? O Oitajin and uh, Naun. And uh, some interesting things that happened there. Uh, for example, let me see here. Uh, where was the information here that I had on this? Uh, he gave me some information here. Let me see if I can find it for you. It's definitely in my uh, messages here. Sorry, I should have had this uh, ahead of time over here. Uh, Momochi uh, also had a team. Wait, let me see. Oh, that, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't first, second, and third I was listening. Those were just some of the teams that were there. The winner was actually the Tiger Dojo with Ryusei, Tokido, and Bonchan. That's my bad. That's my bad. Sorry about that. So those were just some of the teams that were there. The winner was uh, Ryusei, Tokido, Bonchan. Second place uh, was Kichipamu, Oitajin, Naon. And third place was Yosan, Nishikin, and Inaba. And uh, Momochi's team, which was uh, himself, Otani, and Machibo, they all played Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> they had an all Ryu team, and one funny story that Fugu told me in the in the in the message was that um, 
uh, Choco Blanca apparently was playing on her team, almost had a reverse OCV to save her team, but they just barely lost. And they asked Momochi if he saw it, and he said he did not. <laughs> and he says it, it was super funny because it's kind of on brand for those two. So, <laughs> um, Also took place this weekend was uh, FAV Cup 2021. It was a seven-person invitational with one person coming in via an online uh, qualifier, which was Nishiken. Uh, Sako, Yusei, Daigo, Tokido, Itazan, Naoman, Gachikun, and Nishiken. Uh, were the competitors that was four thousand dollar prize this was actually an offline in-person event and uh was definitely the biggest uh profile offline event recently uh really good matches and it was run on pc it was run on pc uh itazan sent ryuse again this is all information from fugu so thank you fugu for all this i'm just reading what he wrote that he sent to me itazan sent ryusei to losers and then faced him again in grand finals and itazan used zangief against daigo and ryusei and that's why Jap japan ranks zangief so high it isn't because of zangief it's because of itazan again we've yeah, talked we, about we this. all know that yeah. yeah um ryusei was able to reset and win a close one though itazan has won five of the previous seven fav cups so Sako and Yusei always joke that they won't allow him to win another. <laughs> Itazan was joking on Twitter that he had home court advantage, but I guess it was it wasn't enough. So uh, that so was. So Yusei won two big events. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and right. He won, yeah, what, yeah. he won 100 cup of noodles or cup noodles, whatever. 100 cup noodles. Nice. <laughs> as well as. Well, he uh, looks like he also won an RTX 3060. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, there's a. Yeah, you can sell that for like 700 bucks right now. So. <laughs> uh, Pretty good. Also, this past weekend, if you guys remember, we had uh, Ivanic Plague on here to promote the event mm. that he was putting on the Grand Ski Rumble. Oh, Grand Ski Rumble. The Grand Ski Rumble, uh, AKA the Grand Sky Rumble. Uh, that was run on the Ronin Rumble uh, channel, Jeff the Hero's channel. And the first place was MBK Coach, uh, who took it over uh, Diaphone, a.k.a. Diaphony. Uh, and third place was Bisu. And uh, they raised over $1,000, $1,270 on Matcharino uh, for this event. All of the players got paid. They paid every single one nice. of the players that were in the event as a result of that. So shoutouts to a really successful event. Of course, a big collaborative event streamed on Ronin Rumble using Tong Never Sleep servers, all organized by uh, Mr. Ebonic Plague himself. So shoutouts to Ooh. them. And I, I was able to watch a lot of that and, you know, all of my preconceived, you know, ideas, you know, Soros is bad and all these other things, but I definitely saw some Soros is doing damage in the tournament and such. And it was really cool to see and uh, really happy for the... Um, really happy for that scene. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're not going to get to the mailbag today. We only got a couple in there, but we'll roll those over to the next episode. Okay. And that means that we are good for the night. Well, did sorry you about my order, internet. Did you want to talk about the the, the the bionic arm thing? So being ten years oh. old. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, whatever. It's, it, I just wanted to say that it has been ten years since that moment happened. Is that um, crazy, dude? We're old. It's that whole yep. thing. It's that whole thing of like, this is what we think fighting games twenty years ago looked like, but this is what fighting games actually looked like twenty years ago. You know, man. Yeah. On on the one hand, it doesn't feel like ten years ago, but on the one hand, it definitely feels like ten years ago. Right. So. 
Uh, like someone just said on my stream, like, yeah, Injustice One was released like eight, nine years, eight years ago, dude. Like that's crazy, yeah. dude. It's crazy how fast time flies. So yeah, pretty soon we'll all be in the retirement home. You know mm -hmm. how it goes. Yeah. I'll see you guys all in the Saskatchewan Climate Refugee Camp in 2050. We'll have a blast <laughs> out there. Make sure to bring your stick if we still have electricity. Uh, yeah, I mean, by that point in time, our reflexes might not be as fast. We might not be as good at fighting games. So we'll spend a lot of the extra time writing more Avatar fan fiction. So I think that'll be the right way to go. Oh, yeah, so. I got to read this. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see if any of it sounds familiar. Oh, man. All right. All right. Let's skedaddle. Okay. Burn them. Burn them. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Uh, let me... I didn't have the bird ready to go. Sorry, that's my bad, but there we go. There you go. The Saskatchewan one's, one is going to be hot. You know, other people are going to be up there in the in the Arctic. The Nunavut one's going to be a little bit cooler, but you know, eventually that one will get hot too. <laughs>